a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Hey everybody, welcome on in. It is a snowy Wednesday afternoon here in Salt Lake City. It's been a snowy couple of days. Hey. Snowy? You know when it's sometimes... A, it's a recce one too. Yeah. I don't a know how comfortable <laughs> it's a recce afternoon. There were lots of wrecks coming on the way in. Yes. Saw a lot of people slid off to the side of the road. Yeah. Hey, I participated. Not in the sliding off, want... <laughs> but in the wrecking part. <laughs> I didn't want you to feel left out. <laughs> I The funny thing it is. Kinda, is it kind of got me a little bit. I got Someone ran into the back end of my truck on the way to that's work. That's your today. first legitimate accident. My, yeah, I've never been in an accident. That blows my mind because, oh. like, the first couple of years of driving – Feels like you're getting to a couple, you know, ding here, ding there, and then it, it's hard to avoid other people hitting you at some point, which is what happened today, right? Yeah, I, there's. But nothing, you're okay. There's nothing I could do. Car just hit. They just yeah. clipped the the back end of my bumper. Yeah, I think that's a really cool neck brace you have on too. Yeah, fender bender. <laughs> Got a fender bender. <laughs> that's the dedication Scott has. I'm here. I'm okay. How many sick days do I have? Well, I think I'm ready to take yeah, them all. Yeah, you can. You take them all just, yeah, in, just right, just in <laughs> a row. Well, you know what? Scott's a dedicated uh, host here on the KSL Sports Zone, and you know what that means? He's doing this so he can come here and hang out with you guys. That's right. Not me. So all you, you people that me. have gone off the road, you're listening to your radio right now. <laughs> I feel your pain. If you're waiting for that, I uh, feel your pain. If you're waiting for that tow truck to show up. Uh, we got you covered here. Yeah, be safe out there. My heavens, Scott yeah, was uh, Scott was victim to the to the the crashing situation out there. Could have been a lot worse, obviously. But uh, and it's is it really true that the person didn't stick around to exchange information? I don't think they could. And I don't. I, it's too, I, it's too snowy. It's too, it's too dangerous of a spot. Well, I had people kind of go in all different directions around me. I, I certainly didn't want to pull off the side of the road and where was this? Have someone? Well, it was on I fifteen. Well, yeah, but like, like where? Ah, uh, right around fifty third south. Is this still a mess there? I don't know. I can't imagine it getting much better. I mean, better we're going to get traffic updates here. Ooh, I can't wait. To the traffic These updates. are going to be my and, and the traffic update. The highlight of our goes, sports shows the traffic that's updates. That's the one right there. <laughs> You're the, you just brought up my place where I wrecked in front of everybody. I saw a semi slid off the road. It's been a mess. So we hope wherever you're uh, going, you make it there safe. All right, let's kick off the show. Scott, are you going to be okay today? Yes. <laughs> I just I'm trying to get this stuff. 
I do. There's a there's a massive amount of guilt I feel because Scott at one Why? point asked, "Are we working today?" Because just, it was really bad at his this, house. I just said, "Do you think we should?" Maybe are we are we are we trying to figure this out? Because I've got 20 inches in my house. I go, "It's fine." I've only got like six inches at our house. We're fine. We're gonna be fine. Yeah, up north, Davis County did not get the uh, brunt of it like everybody else did. It's really weird. Yeah. All right, let's kick off the show. It's the uh, it's the cut, and that's how we kick off the program every day. Let's try to make Scott's day a little bit better here, shall we? The other question. Undeniable, unrivaled, top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, our show, as always, brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients, no preservatives, plenty of protein for anybody who needs that quick, tasty, nutritious boost. Hey, stuck on the side of the road during a blizzard? Just keep a handful of those in your uh, car. The G2G Bar is going to get you through being trapped in the snow. Uh, And also, Trajan Wealth. Call your uh, local trusted financial fiduciaries today, 801-899-7600, or their website, TrajanWealth.com, T-R-A-J-A-N Wealth.com. So the latest we've seen, first of all, I don't have Apple TV+. Plus. (laughs) Thanks, uh, Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve Jobs over there. You know what's great about it? It's like, I actually hey, do. Hey, I'm going to fire up the, uh, hey, is that Washington versus uh, Oregon this weekend? Hold on. Let me see. Ah, oh, there we are. Perfect. That <laughs> I'll sounds kind of cool. I'll do this, and I'll play some Oregon Trail on the old Apple II. Let's get me, I, that's how I'm going to be watching my Pac-12 games. Apparently, everybody else is too. Here, okay, so <laughs> I think at first blush, it's really hard to wrap your head around an all-streaming service, something non-traditional Really weird, really kind of out of the box. But um, I, I remember, I want to say it's probably been about 20, 20 years ago. And I had this idea to start uh, a television network. And I was going to call it the Success Channel. And I was going to have people come on like a Tony Robbins and all these people giving, you know, uh, helping people. Like with a self-help with channel. Self-help, yeah, improvement, yeah. but also having ins- inspirational movies sure. on. Sure. You know, like. And, and and success stories about people that overcame all these odds. And and I said, so how much is it to start like a, you know, like Oprah started own yeah, network. And, yeah, yeah, sure. or they Or they started like TNT or, did, you know, the Turner network. Yeah, Turner is uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. TBS, I think. Yeah. Right, all that stuff. And it was like, I don't know, about $900 million, something <laughs> like that. But you know what they said? But you can do it online and you can stream it. You can stream it. And it's free. And then you went. That and I sounds go, like garbage to me. Well, I go, no, it's kind of intriguing, but is anyone ever going to, is this ever going to catch on? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, so now, <laughs> now it's catching on. So the question is, like originally when I first hit, when I first read this, I'm like, Pac-12 dead. They're dead. Dead. They are dead. Everyone is, it's going to be a mass exodus. However, it's changing, Alex. The oh, Pac-12 just in the last thirty minutes from the when Pac-12 we were the show is here? the Pac-12 is like is kind of progressive, forward thinking. It's you know silicon silicon slopes here in Utah, Silicon Valley. There's mm-hmm. there's the Nike silicone and you know <laughs> all these whatever places, and and they just might be smart enough or dumb enough to do it. Like if there's a conference in the United States of America that belongs on a streaming service. It's the Pac-12. Is this a desperation move, though? Because in the end, 
Like, and it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's a desperate move if it is if it's making money for institutions if it's getting close to that you know what have we heard that the uh, the number is it's that it's that that forty million dollar number that they're trying to kind of get to between well, it's and, a thirty one million that that the Big Twelve is getting right and 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 George Kliafkoff said what are we going to do we're going to find all of the linear and streaming options that we could get for our for our customer for you know the to put our product on, and if it makes sense for us and it makes money for us, then we're going to do it. Obviously, Apple is one of those things. Obviously, Apple would be this nonlinear, you know, so, uh, way of lining right. these things up. And this is look, look, we stream. It's not nobody's going and going. Does streaming even work? We're past that, right? Yes. Amazon paid a kajillion dollars to get the NFL on there, and we are and we aren't right. We're in the infancy of it. Yeah, like, it's still like, pretty early. There's a lot of people that are going. Ah, what, what what about ESPN and CBS and Fox? Like, if you think I'm not going to be stealing things? our boss's Apple TV ID to be able to watch these games, you're dead wrong because I'm not going to sign up for another thing. What? I don't want to stream another freaking thing. And that, that's yeah. a, I have so many, Scott. I have so many. And so many of them have been to be able to adjust to the Pac-12's freaking but weird you know, schedule look, and, weird, and weird watching and all that. I've had to get so many things to be able to watch – the games that I want to, and I don't want to have to sign up for another freaking thing. Apple TV Plus. It's seventeen ninety nine a month. Oh, here you d- comes you're Scott. not going to miss all that, you know. It's seventeen ninety nine times about forty streaming services. You know, it's ten times more expensive than cable or Dish or whatever. But uh, you look at shows like Pat McAfee, right? Very, very popular show. Sure. And and it's all streamed. Mm-hmm. Like it isn't isn't tied to some radio station. You know, it's not tied to anything. No. You you look at the Manning brothers on Monday Night Football, and they're kind of their whole broadcast is out. It feels like an alternate broadcast, yeah, out, out of the box. And you saw games that were, you know, I mean, even Al Michaels is kind of kind of gone there. It's going there. It's just when, and it's and it and can can you get there in time to really save the Pac-12? And can you get traction? And can you because this isn't this isn't the Pac-12 going off and creating its own Pac-12 network. And doing their own streaming services, Apple TV. I mean, let, let's face it. Apple TV is about as big a name as you're going to get. And if you get you get into a relationship with Apple TV, is Apple TV going to go? Oh, we don't want this to work. Like they're going to do everything they possibly can do to promote this, to pub it, to yes. get it out there to people. It's not. It's not like the Pac-12 is going off into outer darkness, and it's just. It's just going to be a terrible thing. And quite frankly, I think. I think they may. They may relate to some of the younger people that you know, the people that are going to be playing the games, and some of the, like my generation of people, are going to have to get on board with it. I have not to this point watched any football game on a streaming service. Well, I guess I'm lying. Yeah, because, because done, I, I have I, you have like I, Dish Anywhere. You've done it on that, right? Yeah, I have that, and I have. But that's okay. technically your never, dish. Never mind. I've, I I lied. I'm I'm as I'm as young You're as and, culpable as I'm everybody else. As young and hip as the twenty oh, of year course. old today, because I've streamed. Now you now I've cut the cord. I've streamed. I do all that stuff. So the idea that this is going to be, I mean the MLS is going fully on TV to the to to this Apple platform, and Apple's trying to build up its. You know, uh, uh, Amazon's doing the same thing, right? 
where yeah. it's like we're just, we're just going to build up what our portfolio is of sports properties and kind of see where we go from here. The Pac-12 is not nothing, but I will say in the article that I read today from uh, from Dennis Dodd in CBS Sports, like the the ratings are very much an issue without your USC's and your UA, yeah. and your UCLA's. Of course, it is. Okay, and. Ratings, I'm the sure biggest, it's, so what it's would the, 10 teams in the conference. Here are the biggest games. Here are the biggest games in uh, in the last couple of years here, ratings-wise, for the conference. Take a wild guess. What are the most important uh, – or what's a, what's a big rivalry that's going to uh, gonna have a lot of TV viewership? Big rivalry? Uh, I'll give you a hint. They're trying to poach these two teams to anybody who wants well, yeah, to. Yeah, Oregon, them. Washington. Oregon, Washington. Sure. Uh, Oregon Washington last year was just under four million. The year before that, it was just under five million. Oregon Oregon State was three and a half million. Stanford and Cal was actually two point seven million. I don't know how the big game garnered any viewership. Uh, Oregon and Washington. What's I mean, Utah are, Colorado? Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't have those numbers right in front of me. Let me give you a comparison. It didn't register, did it? No. Let me give you a comparison. Tennessee and Georgia. Yes. Thirteen and a half million. Of course. Michigan and Ohio State, $18 million. Uh, yeah. Okay? Now, USC versus Ohio State in a regular season matchup yeah. in the Big Ten, that's going to garner some I would viewership. imagine USC and uh, Notre Dame, when they play every year, probably has. Any, so they took out all of the numbers that had UCLA or USC tied to it. USC's yeah. game against Utah was a $3.7 million viewer or a $3.7 million viewer uh, yeah. game. You have some game. The Pac-12 championship uh, had a, had six or eight million people watching it, yeah. and so those are big. Those are big games, and UCLA. But anything that they took out all the numbers that had UCLA and USC onto it, and the the ratings are not good. The ratings are. It's not that it's a bad conference or the football's bad. It's that it's on the West Coast. You have a good vast uh, chunk of the country who's not going to be tuning in for those eight o'clock kickoffs. You have a, a, a vast amount of people who are not as interested in the Pac-12 as they are in their own little version of the Big Ten and the SEC over here. But that money has to be made somewhere. They have to get eyeballs on it. And so the Pac-12 championship game was the highest rated game in 11 years for the Pac-12. In the Pac-12. With Utah and USC last year. Now, is it because it was by virtue of it being – uh, the the Pac-12 only championship game in, game? in, in town. It was, uh, a it was a Friday. They rolled the dice, game. put it on a Friday. Yep. But part of it is, too, is that you yep. had Caleb Williams. Right. And the Heisman U- Trophy winner. Heisman Trophy winner rolling Lincoln up there. Lincoln Riley is, is some cachet. He writes uh, F Utah on his fingernails. Yep. That brings a little bit of attention, yep. right? And and you know what? Utah put it on him with the biggest with the biggest audience that, that, that the Pac-12 championship game had, had in 11 years. But take away USC from that, from that, uh, from that equation. Yep. How many people watch it? Uh, I don't know and how that's many the watched thing. the Oregon Utah game a year before. That, that's the thing is that was a significant drop, yeah. and I think that what people really want to know is how is it going to long term be as a viewing product? Will I, right. Joe Q customer, roll up and pay the seventeen ninety nine a month or whatever it is for Apple Plus? Because I here's what my move is: I get Apple Plus for those two months while uh, I, for that one month while I stream Ted Lasso, and then I cancel it again. Right? <laughs> that's, so that's my move. Are you watching the whole gamut of Pac-12 games every Saturday on Apple TV? I don't is know that how what it you're would getting. Be set up. Do, you, do 
You get so so they'll just because I think you'd still get all, you just you just schedule the games at different times throughout the day, and you just get to watch all the games as they as they come along all the way throughout the whole entire day. So the deal that they're making that they're trying to put together streaming could be fifty percent of what this deal is that they're making. Which is a good and, like you said, it could be terrifying or it could be amazing. Yeah. They're either the dumbest people in the room or they're the most smartest, right? They're well, rolling up here and they're taking a gamble. And if they want to try to get the same $32 million, it's weird that they're really just trying to compete with the Big 12. Like, can we just get more? Will you give us $32.01 million so that we can have more money than the Big 12 teams are getting a piece? It feels like the Pac-12 went to their piggy bank. And they broke the bank, and they said, okay, how much money do we have in here? Uh, we got about $22 million. And then they go, okay, I've got some money stashed in the mattress. How much How much money do I have in here? It's like I got another another $4 million here. And then um, if I go over here, and um, I have some money in the bank. You know, and I have, a, I have an uncle that maybe will loan us some money for a few years. I think I can, if I put all these things together, you know, and, uh, you know, rub all my pennies together. Yeah. I think I can get close to thirty-one million. You have to, you do have to get to that number. But let's say because they get if to you don't, if you don't get to that number, I'm just telling you, I, I just, I am so leery of Oregon and Washington. I know I say this all the time, but why in the world would they stay? Well, let me give you the alternative because going to the Big Twelve is one thing, but if they get wooed by the Big uh, Ten, the Big Ten is making seventy-five to a hundred million dollars a year over the next five years. So, so. While the Pac-12 is making right now about twenty, just over twenty million dollars per institution now, they got lapped a long time ago by these other schools or by these other conferences, and that's why you go, "What are we supposed to do here to try to keep up? How do you keep up here? Because even if even when you did have USC and UCLA, the money wasn't massive like you thought it was going to be, or what? what I mean, that's why USC and UCLA, of course, that's a, of course they're going to make that move. What else would they do? They're going to go to a place that's going to give them a hundred million dollars versus twenty. Which is what the Pac-12 was bringing them last year. Yeah, I, I was I was really leery of all of this when I started hearing it. You know, it's like, oh, Apple TV might be involved in this thing, and then I sat for a minute and go, Apple TV, like like that's as big as it gets. Like that's as the most recognized. I mean, it's and and Apple TV has had some pretty successful, you know, programs, and they're not gonna they're not gonna not make this work. They just they're just they're gonna put all they have into it. So it's probably the only chance the Pac-12 has. And I, I believe it's taking a shot. I really do. It's you, You're taking a shot by doing it. But at the end of the day, it, it may be one of the smartest things you ever did. Yeah. You know, it's like if you end up with three it's or four. Like Michael Jordan going, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll try this new uh, this new shoe company out. This <laughs> Nike thing, you know, the, their track shoes. But, you know, uh, I'll take a flyer on it. Flyer. I see what you did there. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though, because as just a consumer, try to put yourself in the shoes of John Q. Consumer. You've got, let's say, three Utah games are going to be on Pac-12. On the, or on the, that's the way you can see that, that Utah game next year. Three of the games, you're only going to be able to see them on Apple Plus, just as a, you know, just kind of pretending. Would you buy the $17.99 a month Apple TV Plus price to get those three games over the or three or four games over a season. I think people have already been conditioned to. I'm going to pay a little bit of money for a streaming service if I know I can get what I want. And if you want, even uh, temporarily, I know I know Utah fans. If they know this is where I can get my Utah football games, so be it. 
I, I really think they'll go and they'll tune in. Now it's the it's not the the P one person, the one you know is locked in. It's that person that's just a casual fan. That of, you could have caught going through the stations. Yeah, and and are they going to tune in? Yeah, and and that that's when I think you get into. Well, they start questioning. I don't want to know that I want to watch Oregon State and Washington State or Arizona and right. Oregon State or I don't know that I want to watch that. But I do know, and and if they can get this deal for, I guess it's going to happen after USC and UCLA leave, or does it happen for next year? Probably mm-hmm. happens in the future. Um, after no, yeah, it'll be it'll be they'll be gone. They'll be long gone because you have right now in the Pac-12, you have you have a little window of some pretty darn good football. And if all of a sudden you can grab a lot of eyeballs this year uh, with the returning, you know, Heisman Trophy winner and a lot of big-name quarterbacks and you got Deion Sanders now as a coach and you got these high-profile coaches coming into the Pac-12, you know, the iron's getting hot. And and if you can kind of, you know, generate some buzz, you you may be okay. I don't know. Fans, are you going to dial it in? Are you going to pay the seventeen ninety nine a month for a couple of months to be able to uh, watch your team play? That's kind of a, I mean, that's it's not a huge hurdle, especially if you do dial it up just for that couple months, right? Maybe you maybe you you sign on for a couple months because then you can just cancel it, and that's what I do with a lot of things. I have F one TV. That's kind of a it's kind of an expensive one off thing that I do for a couple months and I bag it for the rest of the year. See, I'm not going to do that. No, I know, and I'd actually be a casual watcher of. Of F one, but I would, but yeah. exactly, and but, I'm not. I moved on to the to the part of being way too into it, and I, that's what I decided. Well, I'll pay for that. Got you gateway drugs. <laughs> Got you hooked, and now you're now you're an addict. I say that too. I have to take you to rehab. But I listen. I also just have like five or six friends that I go. Can I borrow your Apple TV Plus uh, login? We're gonna have an intervention for I'll you. I'll get you a sandwich. An F one intervention. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you a sandwich if you'll give me your Apple. Plus your Apple TV Plus login. Hey, they're cracking. Oh, there it is. They're cracking down on uh, sharing your. Uh, That's Netflix. Yeah, they're all going to crack. Apple's down behind. On. They don't know what's going on. They don't know that other people use passwords at other places. They don't know it. They're so dumb. <laughs> they're so they, they're so clueless out there. Uh, they know more about us than we know about ourselves. Oh, let's, just, let's not kid ourselves. And My they're making is, they're making a grundle of money. Yeah, have you ever done this thing too, where you sign up for a subscription and then you tell your phone? Uh, hey Siri, remind me in a month to cancel the subscription. Like, wake me up, shock me in my, make your lithium battery explode in my pocket to remind me that I have to cancel the subscription. See, and Siri's thing. been programmed not to do that. <laughs> she knows. No, Sorry, no, 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 no. I forgot. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so imagine if you have a company, right, uh-huh. and you're selling, I don't know, maybe um, you know, um, a medical treatment, right, and and uh, if you knew. Like specifically the person that was going to use your procedure, that's the kind of information they have on us. Of course. So instead of just blasting it out to everyone, they just they just dive right in and they go, um, "Here are twenty five thousand people that almost guaranteed they will they will they will sign up for your service." That's kind of exactly what we're doing right now. Actually, it's ninety seven five the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. 
But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It is Unrivaled 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Coming up in about uh, 20 minutes here, Dan Wolken from uh, USA Today going to join us. Chat a little bit more about the Pac-12, and uh, it's a time crunch now. Apple TV Plus apparently interested, but now you just want to get a deal done so everybody will shut up about it, right? I mean, there's that point where you go, man, I just wanted this. I want this Pac-12 deal to be wrapped up, and let's get this freaking thing on the road so we can just focus on the all so important I, you know, I was, spring football. I was thinking about the whole streaming thing and a- Apple TV and first blush, and I was like, no, this is bad. This is, just doesn't look good because you have all the traditional partners and traditionally how college football is, and uh, really college football is going to go where the money is, and the money may be in streaming services. One of the things that's nice, you can take the streaming service with you. Pretty mobile. You know, so you're out and Jeez, about. What are you a spokesperson for Apple TV now? I feel like I am. I wasn't planning on it, but I was like, you know, there's a lot, lot more good in this than I think. I think we actually Did you have your considered your Pac-12 powers that be threaten you via text because you had a very different tune before the show about this. No, I know, I know. I'm like, that, Scott that, was like, oh, I'm like, this there, sucks. Dad, this, no, this is terrible. A thousand percent. Now I was like, that. Go, now, did you know, Alex, that Apple TV is found in 185 countries? You're able to, it's able to follow you wherever you go. You're like, dude, you sound like a walking commercial now for Apple Plus. How dare you? Well, you know, you changed I, your mind the last 15 minutes. I'm allowed to change you my mind. You got an NIL deal in the last 15 no. minutes with the no, Apple TV Plus? I don't TV have a Plus. deal. I just, the deal is. If you do, can we use your password here in the studio? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I do have Apple TV Plus. I know, because your obsession with. Ted freaking Lasso. Ted freaking Lasso. You know the last time I watched an episode of Ted Lasso? Huh. Last night. Yeah, you did? Yeah. To get yourself ready for uh, the new season coming up? I, I, I'll this tell you This is what. hilarious to me to listen to Scott talk about this, because this is the only time. He's he's never even seen a real like professional soccer match. He thinks they're like the Ted Lasso soccer game. Ted Lasso's not soccer. Come on, I know that. <laughs> but what, uh, season one, man, a lot of good episodes in season one. Diamond Dogs. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't you want to be a part of that group? I do. Can we have a discussion? You'd bring you'd bring some interesting crap to the table. Oh, I wow. Would. Yeah. The Diamond Dog stuff that they'd have oh, to oh, unpack oh. with Scott, for <laughs> sure. Interesting. Uh, okay. Bottom line is this. We've got to ask Scott anything. I'm going to ask you anything right now. Okay. okay? Uh, all brought to you by the folks at Mountainland Supply. 
Locations throughout Utah, by the way, for all of your HVAC, plumbing, waterworks, geotextiles, landscape, agricultural, irrigation needs. Check them out. Mountainlandsupply.com is the website. Mountainlandsupply.com. Let me ask you this, Scott. Mookie Betts just came out and said, uh, hey, the 2018 Red Sox, yes, there were times that they did use video to steal signs back in 2018. But he said very sparingly, very sparsely did they use the video, not nearly as much as the Astros cheated. Uh, Is there a version of like, Coach, can we use the video tonight? No, no, we've been using it too much lately. It sounds like uh, a certain president who said, I did not inhale. Okay, I may have like you know, I may have smoked, but I that didn't have. Is perfect. So, so it didn't no, really no, no. happen. Kind of like used it. Kind of did use it. Very, I very sparsely used the video to cheat. Sometimes the video would okay. come across. I say no, not today. I don't want to see that. I think people need to understand, and and if they don't, so you need to understand this, people, about sports at that level, and even even like little kids' games, it's become so competitive. When you see these high school kids, they're all they're all uh, specializing, and they all have coaches, and they all have, everyone. And my child is going to be the most amazing thing in the world, and, and these parents, and they they go to these great lengths, and these kids all over the state of Utah, they move uh, so they can go to the best football program or basketball or whatever program in the state of Utah, and it happens all over the place. Parents are holding their kids back a year so they graduate, and they're nineteen years old. So they'll be older, more mature for for their age, mm-hmm. and in and in professional sports. Uh, I remember Dale Murphy saying when he was brought up to the majors for the first time, the thing that jumped out at him was how amazingly intense and competitive Major League Baseball was. Yep, and I remember thinking because you think of baseball as lazy, kind of America's pastime. Yeah. Simple to watch. Doesn't look like a lot of athletes are out there. There's no time. You know, it's just if you get outs, the game's over. That's it. You know, there's so you don't have a shot clock. You're not any. So you kind of feel like it's it's pretty casual, and it's not. And that's the thing that people need to understand: sports at all levels brutally competitive, and it is no different. And you're in the NFL or in basketball, and and they talk about all these players. It's like John Stockton was dirty. And this guy was dirty, and that guy was dirty. It's like, no, they're just finding a way to get an edge. So it's not looked at as cheating. It's not looked at as dirty. It's not looked at as even bending the rules. Okay, so why do we hate the Astros so much and not nearly as much the Because uh, they're Red dumb Sox. enough to get caught. And, 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 I, and people are like, it's only cheating if I get caught. If I don't, it's just like hold, holding penalties in a game. The only time I, the only time they call, if I get, if I get called for it, it's holding. That's the only penalty I had. Yeah, it's a, it's just like uh, the guy from the the Eagles. He, he goes, I get, I get, I get away with that hold, eight out of ten times. Yeah, and, and that's so part of being a pro too, right? Look, like, in my time, if I found a way to steal a signal, to figure out what the defense was doing, to listen to their play call, anything I possibly could do, a thousand did percent, I yeah. did, and I wasn't alone. And I never thought of it as cheating in so the moment. So where does the line, I was does just the like, line get drawn? I was just like, y'all are out here saying it, and I'm out here listening. You know, do Dale, a better job Murphy, of... Dale Murphy said something about the, the sign ceiling stuff, right? He goes, if someone broadcasts something publicly... Then it's out there. It's out there. Yeah. Then, you know, figure out a way so it's not public. <laughs> 
I mean, like with the, like with a parabolic mic and like a guy who's got like binoculars and you, all you, that stuff. You what have the little earpiece. You just put a little earpiece in the picture in the pitcher's uh, ear. I think they've tried and the catcher too. and it, and and you have a coach in the dugout going uh, fastball, curveball. Hmm. Um, so that you don't have to have you don't have signals. You don't have the signals. Okay. I mean, why not? Why not mic up every player? <laughs> And just have and so a guy, to... a guy's on first base, and you just go uh, still. Yeah, but then this you don't have still. that. Then you don't have that fun meeting on the mound every third inning. Hey, everybody, just I'm talking. You just start talking to yourself on the mound, and everybody hears it around the around the around the uh, you know the diamond. No, no, everybody, let's get a, let's get here in the middle. No, no, I'm good. I'm just gonna stay over here. Start just punching yourself in the face. <laughs> like I'm gonna take you out of the game. Uh, no, you're not. No, yeah, no, I am. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm staying out here. Throw the ball into the stands. Or what's his problem? Uh, his coach must have just told him something. But the bottom line. I think line, he just got traded, Bill. You've been traded. I mean, that's why we have instant replay. That's why we have all these things is because people want the game to be as fair as they possibly can because people are looking for it's 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 just like the push the push first down with a quarterback sneak. Oh yeah. That's gonna change. You think it will? Oh, absolutely. It's gonna change. That's like the Eagles' bread and butter, man. They're all and 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 it works, and they go, it works too good, so it, oh, it ain't happen. It's an unfair. It's I think, an unfair because at some point you couldn't push somebody, and then it, before it you the, couldn't, right? Yeah, well, during your a, time you couldn't push. Anybody. No, no. And so then it got to the point where they're like, yeah, push, whatever, him. push. No, the, my favorite's when like a lineman will straight up just like pull a guy. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's getting tackled. The lineman just pulls him over the line. It's but awesome. There were coaches that were sent. They're advanced scouts, and they were sent to a game of a team that they're going to play, and they'd send them out for like two weeks ahead. And they would be in the stands with a video camera filming the guy on the yeah. sideline. With the, doing the signals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break here. I still have to get to that, uh, the, the, how much these teams are paying for recruiting this last, uh, this last season. College football teams, how much they paid for recruiting. Oh, We'll get to that. I'll, I'll roll some of those out for you. Some of the, the numbers are pretty crazy. But we do have what are the odds around the corner as well, so stay with us. More to go on the program right here, 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Accessing. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. Dan Wyke from the L.A. Times. You've been to... What are the odds? Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! You'll know exactly, um, more or less, what's going to happen. This is 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's Unrivaled 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us on your snowy Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Yeah. Snowy Wednesday commute. Uh, hopefully, you get home safe. Scott, it would be terrible if you, I mean, it was bad you got in a wreck on the way here. It'd be awful if you got hit again on the way home. I'm just saying. A two wrecks in one day is worse than one. Why are you one. even saying that? I'm saying it's worse than one. Oh, well, yeah. I so, would've... like, when you get home, go, you know what? Didn't crash twice today. That's good. Uh, you're looking at the positive side of it? Yeah, you know, I I freak out. I freak out in the snow. I, I'm, a good, I'm a good snow driver. I think you're probably a lot like me where it's just like, I've done this too much. This is not my first rodeo. I know what we're doing here. And you just, you know what the conditions are. And, you, and so... Scott got smacked today by some other driver who was what they call that, Scott, when they give the citation to the other driver, if you would have stuck around and uh, had the police come. Too fast for the conditions. 
And there's no argument against it. You go, well, they hit no, the back of me. I wasn't going too fast. And then they, it, the police officer That's goes, the crazy part is I actually wasn't driving very fast. No, I know. But that's what I'm saying is like, that's why they'd get the ticket for, if you slide into somebody, they'll always be able to say, if you were going slower, you'd have been able to have stopped. Right. Even in, even in bad conditions, yeah. slow it down even further. Yep. But it without fail, you get people driving like idiots, even in this stuff, they just fly past you and you go, was that a, an Elantra? <laughs> Somebody just blow past me in the Elantra. Good luck, buddy. God bless you on the way out there. Somebody hitting Scott today. So we're calling for uh, witnesses. Anybody saw a white truck get hit by a small car that uh, slithered off uh, into the distance? Then uh, we're looking for that driver who hit Scott Mitchell today. That's what we got to get. Jeremy, fire up the uh, in the ne- in the next few minutes here. We got to get our unsolved mysteries music out because I'm I'm actually very. I'm actually very interested because now we have the resources. We have a network of people who could be eyes out for this thing. And if you really think about it, Scott, you've got people out there who are getting away with hit and run. You just got hit and ran today. So we're going to try to solve this thing. Uh, All right, here's what we got. What are the odds goes like this? I give you a scenario, Scott. You give me a 0 to 100% uh, chance that thing will or will not happen. Bonus points if you can assign a number to that that has a jersey also. Uh, join Hans and Scotty on Friday, noon to 3 at the NPS store in Salt Lake at 1600 Empire Road here in Salt Lake. That's npsstores.com, NPS store. Check it out. Uh, Scott, what are the odds that the Pac-12 signs an entire media rights deal just with Apple? <laughs> that that's where all the money comes from, just Apple? I don't know that it's going to be just with Apple, but I, I know they, they really have to be creative. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's, that, that's not totally going to happen. Oh, that's, that's kind of an easy one, actually. I'll Mm. say, um, I'll say Jeff George, when he played for the Atlanta Falcons, Ah, 1%. 1%. Yeah. I'm going to go with a Brett Favre when he played with the Falcons, 1% or 4%. 4%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Jerry Glanville. Yeah, I, I don't really. Co- I remember Coach Jerry. I don't really care for you. Him. Didn't? Nah, he's an idiot. Well, you got an Oilers fan over idiot. here across the uh, glass. You're going to offend him. He's an idiot. <laughs> he's he, like, he goes. He goes fair. Jeremy, no, fair. Well, no, because he goes. He's like he could not see that Brett Favre was any good. Yeah, that's a tough one. But you even say Brett Favre threw a lot of picks. Yeah, There's probably it. some practices where he went four touchdowns, six picks, and Glanville goes, "I can't put this guy in the game." All right, so I'm going to go. Okay, here's another one. 22 games left for the Jazz. They start up tomorrow. Yep. What are the odds they go 11 and 11 or better? Was David Robinson 50? Uh, yes. He was yeah, 50. Yeah, the Admiral was 50. I'm going I'm to say the Admiral, David Robinson. 50% chance? 50% chance they go. We, I don't think we've ever They go 500. To, they, yeah. go 50, they go 50. They, they're 500 on the season. It, it's, it, ha, it has to be 50. Mm. Like there's no, there's no other number that we can use. It has to be 50%. No. Yeah. No, that's the first time we've used the fifty-one I, for uh, for David Robinson. No, fifty. I mean, sorry, fifty percent. No, no, no. I understand that it's the first time we used David Robinson. I'm just saying the Jazz are going to go five hundred the rest of the season. Yeah. I think I'm they're going to end the season at five hundred. See, but I'm gonna. I feel differently about this. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go fifty-one percent. I'm gonna go. Brian Cox. 51? No, it's a basketball. 
Mike Doliak, 51% chance. Oh. You didn't hear that name in a while. No. Doliak. The Doliak attack. Remember that? All right. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break I here. I do, because it's when Utah went to the That's championship right. game. Mike Doliak, 51% chance. All right. Uh, joining us in the studio, Mark from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Uh, talking about ED, because it's not a comfortable topic to, you know, that's not one you just bring up on the, on the random. You've got to have somebody who says, hey, I want to be able to talk about this thing because I want to fix this part of my life. There are definitely people out there who are ignoring it, and they should get it fixed because it would improve everything for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. This impacts quality of life, not only for the guy, but his relationships, his significant other as well. So if for no other reason, do it for your significant other. Uh, Guys, it is a lack of blood flow. Most cases of ED, that's exactly what is happening. You don't have enough blood flow, and it is a medical condition, and there is a solution for that. At Wasatch Medical Clinic, we have a breakthrough treatment called acoustic wave therapy, which helps to repair the blood vessels, opening those blood vessels up and giving you the blood flow where and when you need it the most. So if it's just a medical problem and an issue and it's, it's, it's easily fixed, why are so many guys hesitant to get their ED taken care of? Embarrassment. Number one reason. That is shown time and time again. Guys are embarrassed by this, and then the embarrassment leads to them not wanting to talk about it, uh, which leads to potential issues with their relationship. So there's a lot of negative that can happen if you don't take care of the situation. And I think a lot of guys, there's a stigma around this. A lot of guys don't realize this is just a blood flow issue. It is not their fault. Uh, this is just that over time, the the blood vessels get broken down, and uh, that is what causes most of the ED. Uh, if people are listening right now, Mark, you've got a deal that you bring with you. Every time we do this, you always bring some free and some value here. So let's incentivize guys to say, you know what? Uh, I want to make this call. I heard it on the zone. What can people get today if they call? Yeah, call today, guys, and you will get the exam, the assessment, the blood flow ultrasound, all of that with our doctor at no cost. You go in, have that done, and then you decide whether you you want to move forward with treatments or not. Uh, In addition to that, you will also receive a gift, which can produce rapid results for those intimate moments. Call today, though, to take advantage of this offer. The number, 801-901-8000. Again, 801-901-8000. You heard the number. Uh, get it taken care of. 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. WasatchMedicalClinic.com if you want to see those studies for yourself as well. WasatchMedicalClinic.com. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. When we do, we're going to have a little bit more of this discussion about the Pac-12, what they're going to do. Dan Wolken of uh, USA Today is going to join us uh Wrote this very uh, this this very piece about this very issue. How much money could be coming to the Pac-12, and what is the real holdup, and how quickly do they need to get this thing done? That's all next. Stay right here, ninety-seven-five. The KSL Sports Zone. So, let's lock in. This is unrivaled. Yes, yes. The teams you live for, the sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. So, so, so. All right, welcome back. It is 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Keurig, Scott Mitchell, thanks for being with us on the program. Tons going on. Listen, we are just a day. That was a short all-star break, by the way. And it, poor jazz guys who had to, like, stick around and participate in everything still. 
You know, like they they, they had to hang out and be a part of uh, all the festivities because then the game on Sunday happens, and they had until you know probably yesterday before they got back, reported, started practicing again, whatever. Because I would imagine there's a bunch of guys who are like, I'm heading to Mexico, man. I'm doing this thing. Rudy, before he was an all-star, wasn't the whole... He'd go to Mexico, right? Anyway, bottom line is, I think that everybody is ready for some real basketball to happen. And the Jazz are going to fire back up tomorrow. They're back at home. So welcome to your last 22 games of the season, uh, if you're a Jazz fan. So yeah, 50 games in the book. No, how many games in the books? 50... No, it'd be uh, it'd be if if they've got twenty two games left, that means they have six. They've played sixty already. Then, right? Am I am I doing that math right? Yeah, because there's eighty two games left. So they've already played sixty games, and they have twenty two left. They're playing at home uh, tomorrow. So tune in for that, and uh, we've got more to go. Of course, this week getting ready for that. Um, let's kick off the hours we always do. We have to cut to uh, jump into the program here, and let's get it going. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. Uh, We will get to uh, Dan Wolken of USA Today in just a moment here as we get our uh, phone lines figured out. In the meantime, Scott, before we do, I did see this. uh, I did see that that, uh, George Klyavkov, you know, I. One of the things that I've I've been interested in is that he's only been doing this thing for a year and a half now, and he's already done a better job. I think everybody can recognize that. But this might be one of those things where you pile this on top of losing USC and UCLA, which I don't know if you could. Do we blame George Klyavkov for quote unquote losing USC and UCLA? Do you look at at uh, at, at George Klyavkov and go, "You blew it, man. You screwed it up for this league." So you've got that, and if they're not able to get a good media rights deal, George Klyavkov is going to get saddled with a lot of bad vibes a la Larry Scott, right? We're talking about a guy that could be really fighting himself in a – and a guy who I think – and you and I both talked about this. He's done a great job, and yet the worst things that have happened in this conference have happened in the last little while since he's been – since his tenure's uh, been there, only 18 months uh, right there. So there you go. I mean, it's a lot It's a lot to overcome. You know, there there were a lot of challenges with it. They made – it feels like the Pac-12 made some fatal fatal flaws, fatal moves. And I think for what he's inherited and what he's done, he's he's done a massively good job of thinking outside the box, uh, creating some confidence. Because the reality is, is – and the perception of the Pac-12 right now, I mean, the, the product on the field, a lot of people should be really excited about. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this last year, uh, I mean – was crazy. And, and even teams that are going to be here in the Pac-12 still going forward, I think there are a lot of uh, arguments to be made that the teams who are going to be here still are the ones who are making the biggest are going to make the biggest uh, yeah. you know strides. And, and UC, USC and UCLA going away, that was such a rug out from under everybody. And the unfortunate thing is that with this media rights deal that is just getting dragged out is going to be something that, I, unfortunately, I think that George Klyavkov is going to have to live with being saddled with that as well. Joining us right now on the program on Unrivaled, Dan Wolken, USA Today, uh, wrote an opinion piece about this very thing last week. Uh, and you can read his column there at USA Today. And where is the where, – where does George Klyavkov sit, Dan, on all uh, – like kind of historically already a guy who's made a lot of strides – and really couldn't do worse than Larry Scott, but some bad stuff is happening under his watch right now. 
it's tough because he certainly inherited a bad hand. We all know that. Uh, we can maybe have a conversation about whether he bears any responsibility for, for USC and UCLA leaving. I'm not sure he does. I think you can blame him for this fantasy that UCLA was somehow going to be held in the Pac-12 by uh, the, their, their regents, which obviously was, was not the case. Um, and that was a waste of time and effort. Uh, maybe you can blame him for an overly rosy uh, picture that has been laid out for the presidents in uh, the Pac-12 about what their TV deal is going to look like. All that stuff is certainly up for debate. Uh, but you, know, you have to deal with the situation as it is. Uh, you can't go back and change the past. And I think the question now that he has to deal with and that everyone in the Pac-12 is going to reckon with is, all right, what is this TV deal going to look like? And if it does not meet expectations or does not measure up to, as an example, what the Big 12 got, what does that mean for the future of the conference? So, um, you know, my my concern, I don't know if it's a concern, but – it seems like it sure is taking a lot of time, and and you listen yep. to George talk in the the Pac-12 media days about all the different avenues and ways they're looking to get creative, and you know whether whatever that is, whatever relationships they're trying to forge that maybe aren't traditional, like traditional TV outlets, are, are there enough, and what what are the the potential, like thinking out of the box ways that the Pac-12 mm. could generate money, is it enough to to keep the conference together and to be competitive with the other conferences? Well, that's the big question, and that's going to be when all this comes out in the wash, how George Klyovkov gets judged, and it does not appear that there is a deal on the table right now that is going to get them to where the Big 12 is, I firmly believe if that was on the table that the deal would already be done. So I think what they're having to weigh over at the Pac-12 right now is what is the mix? What is the combination of, of television, of streaming, and of whatever else that essentially puts them in the same ballpark as the Big 12 financially while also maximizing their exposure? And it's not going to be easy because – Part of the problem with streaming is, is, this is not me, this is people who work and cover this space on a day-to-day basis who know it really, really well. What, what they say is that the streaming, like Amazon is an example, they don't, they don't want the volume. They don't want the tonnage. They want the best game. And yet, if you don't have the best game to offer, say, ESPN, then you're not going to get a lot of value from television uh it doesn't appear fox is all that interested in paying much money to to do this it doesn't appear that cbs or turner's involved i, I don't think nbc's involved um so what does it look like you know how do you piece it together how do you take a little streaming a little linear television and and get the numbers to where where you you need them to be i i don't know uh i, I think it's a real tough challenge 
Dan Wolken, USA Today, joining us here on Unrivaled. Alex Keery, Scott Mitchell, and we're walking you through what this might look like because if people are going to have to start signing up for uh, that extra streaming service, the Apple TV Plus is, of course, the one that's been thrown around most recently. Uh, but that's another point where you go, look, if they've got money and they want to throw it uh, out there, it does seem that there's this interesting, weird co- competition that is out there where it's like, hey, can you beat the Big 12's number? Which I don't know how that became the standard necessarily. So how, why is it that they feel like they have to, you know, quote unquote, beat Brett Yormark's mark of 31.5 to $32 million per institution? Well, I think the obvious answer to that is, at least if you go back uh, over the last, you know, eight months to when we first learned about UCLA and USC leaving the Pac-12, it, it sort of became this turf war between those two because clearly the Big 12 was interested in, you know, in, in taking um, some of those teams if, if they were willing to leave. Um, the Big 12 has been pretty upfront about their interest in, in expansion. And, you know, let's say that the Pac-12 – comes in you know three or four million dollars per year per school less than the big 12 uh is that enough to satisfy those 10 schools uh, that they're going to stay and be committed to the pac-12 at least in the short term probably probably does but you know let's say it's you know seven eight million dollars a year less and that's the best they can do well, then all of a sudden, you know, if you're if you're Arizona, if you're Utah, Colorado, you know, maybe you start looking at the Big Twelve and saying, uh, you know, hey, you, you still interested? You still got room for us? Can can you um, can, can we get what you guys have? You know, then it becomes pretty pretty interesting. So um, I think that's the reason why being measured against the Big Twelve's deal is going to be pretty important. What do you make of this whole solidarity thing? Uh, with with the the t- the ten teams that are staying in the conference, that they 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 came out with a statement and uh, I, it was consummating their relationship, mm. and they were they Sexy. were all com- committed to one another. Um, <laughs> you know what, what what does that mean, and why would they have to even do that? Well, as I said at the time, if that if if you feel like that statement is necessary, then things aren't going great, <laughs> right? Um, because if, if everything's sort of on track and and it's all good, and you're right at the doorstep of making this great deal, then you don't need to put out that statement. Uh, so that's how I read that. You know, um, I, I guess, you know, because there's just been more and more reporting out there about potential disappointment uh, of, of what the deal is going to look like, that, that that's why they felt the need to do it. But, um, yeah, it was certainly, certainly interesting, and, and I don't think really fooled anybody. What's the state of – Washington and Oregon, do you really think of? Because uh, when you when you're telling people how great the relationship is and trying to put it out there, obviously those two pieces are the next big pieces that could fall. But how committed are they to the Pac-12? Do you think? Is it really just like, well, we're as committed as as much as we can get out of this relationship because you don't want to stay in a bad relationship if you're not going to get paid uh, by these schools? And if the possibility is floating around there to earn a lot more money elsewhere. What about a Washington and an Oregon leaving and just blowing up what is the Pac-12 currently? Well, I'm pretty sure that Washington and Oregon had a lot of interest in going to the Big Ten. But I think the Big Ten, the presidents in that league, uh, kind of shut down any thoughts 
for Kevin Warren to to go grab those two. Uh, it was certainly in, in under discussion, but I just think ultimately the Big Ten presidents decided or we're not we don't want to do this right now, uh, if ever. So that kind of ended that. And of course now Kevin Warren is out, and we don't know who the next Big Ten commissioner is going to be. And so that's that's a bit of a variable here. Um, you know, I, what I'm sort of interested in is again. Let's just say that this media deal comes in and it's really disappointing and it it sort of ramps things back up about, you know, is the PAC 12 going to fall apart to me for Oregon, Washington, uh, you know, and I don't know, can they leave without Oregon state and Washington state? Uh, Would there be, you know, some, some state legislature issues in in there? I, I don't know all that, but to me, the wild card in this is, is the ACC. The ACC is locked into a media deal that, that is, is not really good for them. It's, it goes way out into the 2030s. Uh, it's it's going to leave them financially way behind the SEC and the Big Ten. And, you know, is there something the ACC can do to shake this up, you know, get ESPN back to the table, get them to give them more money, you know, if they have sort of a Pacific time zone component to – you know, bring more content to the ACC network and to sort of satisfy that, you know, that football Saturday late night window that is really sort of the Pac-12's best property. Um, to me, that's sort of interesting. Uh, but again, I do think it's, it's contingent on uh, a lot of things sort of falling apart here in the media negotiations. Does it make sense for the Pac-12 to expand? And a lot of talk is about SMU San Diego State, are those the best options if that's the case, and or, or are there other options? Well, you know, I'm not sitting there in the in the meetings and the negotiations, so I don't know exactly what information you know the Pac-12 is getting from the, the networks, from the streamings, and from from the consultants that are involved here. Um, you know, if you, if you feel like you have to have 12 or more uh, because you need the, the inventory, as they call it, of games, uh, then, yeah, I guess San Diego State makes makes sense to me because you, you have Southern California that you can somewhat recapture, I guess, uh, and it's you know a solid program, good market. The SMU thing doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, I, don't, I don't really know in the Pac-12 in this, in this particular state it's in why you would go to Texas uh, to, to grab – like, you know, maybe the seventh or eighth most popular school in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. I mean, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. SMU's a, uh, it's a, it's a great school, you know, it's it's solid athletic program, but it's, it's a small private school with a small fan base. Um, it's just what they are. And I don't think they really bring a whole lot to the table in terms of, you know, kind of what the Pac-12 needs. But then again, who does? You know, obviously – Boise has had more, you know, tradition, success. I think they're a higher-profile program, but there's issues with, you know, academics and all that stuff. Um, I don't, I, look, the, the, the reality is there's no schools that are going to replace what USC and UCLA brought in terms of their value. Uh, it's not even possible. So it's a tough spot. You know, do they need to expand? I guess that's what they're being told. Uh, but – yeah, I, I don't really think it's a, it's a great – it's certainly not expanding from a position of strength. 
Dan Wolken, USA Today. You can read his column there uh, and uh, get a little bit of the insight of what we've been getting with this uh, Pacto deal. When is it? When does the time run out? Or like, when does it feel really desperate? Because it's felt desperate for a while, and it felt like there was a, a a key time that had already passed. But what? Where are we getting into timing wise? Like, when does when does this need to get done if the Pac-12 is going to be uh, even just like getting anything out of this deal? I don't know if there's a deadline per se. Um, I think they, they ideally they'd already have it done, but you know we're getting into March and April. Um, you know what are the factors that really impact the urgency? I don't I don't know exactly. Um, you know it's it's not great timing that's for sure. I mean you just had Bob Iger from Disney come out you know a couple weeks ago and talk about how they've got to be really careful and selective with the rights they're going to bid on at ESPN uh, because they're, they're going to you know, have these negotiations in the future with the NBA, and that's going to take up a lot of their money. Um, you know, obviously, the economic situation overall is, is not ideal. So uh, I, I don't know the time pressures here and, and what they have to do, but you know, as you get into March and April, it, 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 it's going to – it's going to create a lot of tension if uh, if, if nothing's done. Uh, we really appreciate it. Dan Wolken, USA Today, right here on Unrivaled, uh, breaking down this Pac-12 breakdown of what you're going to be doing to watch this uh, this conference going forward, maybe in a couple of years. Apple TV Plus, you'll be uh, you know platinum subscribers, and you'll be able to catch all the Pac-12 games you want. Thanks for hanging out with us, Dan. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Right. Yeah, thanks, Dan. There you go. You know what's crazy about all this? Nah. Pac-12 is actually going to be really good next year. It's going to be really good. And I mean, it's weird I'm the top to bottom in the conference, and uh, and they can't find a place to, to have people watch it. It's it is wild. That is exactly right. Because you go and and that's not that's U, that's U, USC and UCLA, notwithstanding. Like take those guys away, and yeah, you don't have that uh, the former or the Heisman Trophy winner from last year in Caleb Williams, but. I think you're going to get just as good of uh, of production out of Washington now, just as good of production out of Oregon. Utah's going to be right there again. I mean, it, it, I mean, don't try to count out. This is ridiculous to say, but Colorado now with Coach Prime. I mean, they've sold out their spring game, Scott. I know, and the transfer portal is a real thing. It's part of college <laughs> football, and you're seeing a lot of these quarterbacks that are have not had success in other programs, and they come to the the Pac-12 and kind of reviving careers and so it it becomes an appealing landing spot for some pretty big names in college football maybe george klyavkov does really have something wild that we don't know about apple tv plus he's got somebody over the he's got somebody over the barrel on on something over one of these networks i, just, I like that the guy's taking his swings i, I know great. i know he's, he's missed he's smart. You know, just like ucla i know that was a long shot but uh, you know they took a shot at it they they tried i mean they you know it I you know I I can't fault them for for taking a shot at it. It's better than just going oh sorry see yeah. UCLA. Yeah, it's a although you I, might go ah, but a bunch of weak guys begging. I know. Please UCLA don't leave us. Stay I know. Here. We're gonna make you stay. You know why? Because your lease isn't up yet. I'm gonna keep you to it. It's like dude, come on, give it up, bro. But it is sad because he's a way better commissioner than Larry Scott. And Larry Scott can sit back and go, well, I at least got the media deals done. It could keep UCLA and USC around. <laughs> like He'll be able to say, well, I didn't lose UCLA or USC, did I? Checks both of his Rolex watches. Jeez. All right. Uh, hey, joining us on the program right now, Mark from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Uh, 
look, this is not an easy topic for guys to talk about. Edie's not fun to people, for people to talk about. You know what else isn't fun? A relationship that's not going well, ignoring the issue. You talk about that all the time, Mark, where it's like, don't ignore this because it doesn't just go away. And you could improve your life if you're able to fix ED. How can we get it going? Yeah, and it's an important part of life as well. Uh, so, yeah, you guys, you really need to do something about your ED. You have to realize, number one, you're not alone. There are a lot of guys out there who are suffering. Secondly, this is a lack of blood flow. It is a physical issue that has to be dealt with before before things can improve. So uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic, we have a breakthrough treatment. It is called acoustic wave therapy. Unlike the pills, which only treat the symptoms, only give a temporary increase in blood flow, acoustic wave therapy actually treats the root cause. It helps to repair the blood vessels, and that gives you an increase in blood flow where and when you need it the most. This also allows spontaneity, that natural spontaneity, to return to your life as well. So what are your patients telling you after they they finish the treatments and they're seeing their results? I'll start with this one here. So the number one thing Well, there's several things, but the number one thing I want to start with is guys tell us how easy the process was compared to what they thought it was going to be. There is no pain. I know we say that all the time. No pain involved in this. uh, But yeah, we get that feedback. We get feedback how uh, intimacy has improved, how function has improved. And then importantly, from significant others, we get feedback how the relationship has improved because the intimacy has improved. All right. So if you're here today, Mark, you've got some value, bring some free to the table. So let's incentivize those guys to finally say, hey, I'm going to make that call to Wasatch Medical Clinic. When are you going to give them today for making that call? Call today, guys. You will get the exam, the assessment, even that blood flow ultrasound with our doctor at no cost. In addition to that, you will receive a gift which can produce rapid results for those intimate moments. You need to call now, though, guys, to take advantage of this offer. The number 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Uh, you heard Mark, 801-901-8000. It's an easy number to remember, 801-901-8000. WasatchMedicalClinic.com is the website. You can go there and schedule an appointment right there on their website as well. Mark, thanks for hanging out, man. We Thank you. It. Uh, we'll come back. More to go around the corner. Uh, when we continue here, let's talk a little bit of Major League Rugby. Yes, it's coming back around, and uh, we're going to chat with uh, one of the locals, of course, here uh, for our Major League Rugby team, the Utah Warriors, who you're going to be able to hear streaming on kslsports.com this year. We'll chat with uh, Warriors coach Greg Cooper next, right here at 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. And now, a look at traffic from the KSL Traffic Center. Time for a check of traffic on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Looks like I-80 westbound is sluggish. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. It's Unrivaled 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Alex Keery, former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to my right. As usual, even in a snowstorm, came trudging in, got rear-ended by some awful driver on the uh, Utah highways out there. And you know what? He's still here. He's our warrior, but joining us right now, Ooh. the head coach of the uh, Utah Warriors, Greg Cooper, joining us on the program right now. Greg, thanks for being with us. 
No worries, Alex. Uh, you know, nice to be here. Uh, we're excited because it's another season of uh, of the Utah Warriors being back on with us uh, here on KSLSports.com, streaming the non-nationally televised games. Uh, get us pumped up for this season here. I know that this isn't necessarily rugby weather outside, or is it like everything else where you just go, every weather that you can imagine is rugby weather? Yeah, I think so. I must admit, Alex, it's... Uh, Pretty full on today. Like we get a little bit of, I mean, I'm from New Zealand, we get a little, little bit of it, but certainly not like this. So uh, we were lucky yesterday. We decided, you know, we're very fortunate where we are. We share the facilities with RSL and uh, good indoor facilities. But yesterday we decided, well, we could be out in some rough stuff on the weekend. So let's get it. Let's get in amongst it yesterday, just before the storm hit. But it was, it was cold. It was windy. It was raining and sleety. So. We did get exposed to it yesterday, but luckily today's recovery day because there's no way we're getting outside today. <laughs> uh, the season's just started. Uh, what can folks expect from the Utah Warriors this year? Well, I, I think the important thing for us is, well, first and foremost, it's our first home game. And uh, like any well, time you take the field, you take the field to win. But, you know, when you're at home, it's uh, it's your home ground, it's your, your fans, your family. Uh, and it's something we want to put on. We want to put on a real show on the weekend. Now, Dallas obviously had a difficult year last year. They've made big uh, adjustments in roster. They look at a totally different team. So they're going to come, you know, uh, pretty an aggressive side. They'll come hard at us. But, uh, you know, we want to, our, our philosophy is attack with or without the ball. So when we have the ball, we, we have a go. Uh, and when they have the ball, we get aggressive uh, and, and attacking in our mindset. So hopefully the fans will see attack uh, when we've got it and when we haven't got it. Coach, one of the things that we, like, every year we chat with, uh, you know, a representative from the Utah Warriors, and along the way here, we're now, you know, six years into this thing, and, and there's been so much that you guys have made in terms of strides to be, you know, uh, I can't tell you how many people go, I started getting into rugby as soon as the Warriors came into town. Even though we have, like, a, a great history in the state of Utah of great rugby, what is the state of the uh, of Major League Rugby right now, and kind of where is it in terms of growth and in starting up this twenty twenty three season here? Well, I think that's a really accurate assessment. You know, like, there is a good history here, but MLR is it's young; it's six years. Uh, it's a fledgling, you know, competition. But I think one of the most important things going forward is there's a twenty thirty one World Cup for men's and a twenty thirty three World Cup for women's. So, you know, on the horizon, there's something really to uh, to work on now to to make sure that the that the rugby in the future uh, is a really strong product. So that's one of the I think that's one of the important things. So I look looking at the MLR as I have over the years and seeing where it is now. And I've had quite a, a number of friends and family contact me from New Zealand and say, "Look, that's growing, isn't it?" And it is 100% growing. But it's still there's a lot of work to be done. Um, I think the competition is going to go to stre- from strength to strength. Uh, and, I, and as I said, with their World Cup, what are we talking, nine years away, mm-hmm. uh, eight, nine years away, it's, uh, it, it's something that I'm sure rugby is going to build uh, you know, along the way. Um, if you've never watched a, a rugby match, um, what, should, what should people expect? Why should they come out? What, 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 is, what is great about, about rugby? Well, yeah, yeah, as, as I'm discovering and as my son will my son is an absolute American sports buff. He loves it. He, he'll message me any time there's a game on. He lived here for a couple of years. And, you know, I think, the, like, as it is in America, uh, sport is, uh, is such a big thing. Rugby rugby's different, I suppose, in terms of there's a, it's a, high, there's a bit of hybrid stuff there. There's a bit of American football type of action, obviously the big hits, et cetera. 
but it's a fluent sort of a game. So, you know, there's not a lot of stoppages. Yes, we have scrums, and yes, we have line-outs to start play, but once it's on, it's on, and it continues. Like, we, we train the guys sometimes for two or three minutes at a time without a stop. And uh, so, you know, that's to do with obviously getting your fluency in your game, but it's also to do with the, the physicality and the fitness. So I think that's one of the things that people should look at is the amount of time the ball's in play. Uh, and, and clearly there's the uh, ferocity of the hits. So you've got the physicality and you've got the fluency of the game. And I think that's something that people should look for. Greg Cooper, the coach of the Utah Warriors, joining us here uh, on Unrivaled as we get you ready for another season, the MLR back and the uh, Utah Warriors back on the KSLSports.com streaming pages. You're going to be able to get those uh, during the season as well. Uh, you're a New Zealand native, and obviously uh, there's a history there. I, w- I, I didn't know much about rugby at all until mm. I was in Argentina and the All Blacks came to Buenos Aires in 2001. And I was like, why is everybody freaking out about rugby so much? I was like, well, number one, Argentina has a rich history in soccer. Obviously, they're world champions now. But rugby is no freaking joke for the Argentines. They take it very seriously. Their Puma team is 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 uh, really, really good. Obviously, I mean, they came into town. But the All Blacks come rolling in, and everybody goes, this is the only thing you want to watch when you come. Like, if you start talking about you start talking about a history of rugby, and, and that's when I got like a real just like, uh, you know, a, a – an education on, okay, here's what you have historically. Here's who the best teams are. And, but it was a, amazing to me, a, t- a, a country that was obsessed with soccer, they go, no, 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 this is something that not only are we obsessed with too on this side, we're actually really good at. Argentina's one of those teams. I didn't even know they were good when I was growing up. They are very good. And, and then they've, they've continued to improve. I think they have been in the top four in the world at times. Uh, uh, they uh, No, they're definitely a, a side on the improve. Uh, look, it's in, their, it's in their nature too. Yes, you're quite right. Uh, you know, soccer is the big sport. I, I played rugby in Italy, and, and soccer is the big sport over there, but rugby's growing in Italy as well. But the Argentinians, you know, they don't take a backward step. In fact, the team we're playing on Saturday have a lot of Argentinians in their side, and that's one of the big things they've done. I'm watching on the weekend, uh, they were playing Houston, uh, and they didn't take a backward step at all. So uh, the All Blacks, once upon a time, had a bit of an easy run against Argentina. No longer they do that because uh, they uh, they want to face the battle. Um, and, and look, you're right. It, it's a real rich history in New Zealand with the All Blacks, and it's something special. Um, and, and, and certainly, it's a it's a name uh, known worldwide. So it's something we've you know got to be very proud of. Uh, one of the things that we're looking at, too, you guys have an event coming up on Saturday, too. The kids can get involved. How can people come out and just participate in the everything, kind of uh, all there at once, watching the match, getting the kids out, all of that? What are you guys doing to get people pumped about it? Oh, I think the important thing is, you know, one of the things for me as a coach is getting making sure the players are accessible to, to everyone. And and, I, and I, when I say everyone, that's the community. Um, if someone wants to speak with us, uh, you know, we, we drop tools and, and we, uh, we go and talk. So I think that's really important to get amongst the community. And, and on Saturday, one of the big things for me is making sure, you know, post-match, particularly obviously when the game's over, that the fan, fans can mix and mingle and, uh, and the players uh, take the time. So I think when, you want, when you've got such a great community behind us, the best fans in the competition, you know, we enjoy it and we enjoy them enjoying it. So... It's, for us, it's really important we get in amongst it as as, uh, as players, as coaches, as you know, just as people. Uh, the kids can come out as well. You can go to uh, uh, you can go to warriorsrugby.com and actually get your kids uh, signed up for uh, a pregame clinic this Saturday. 
and uh, get it fired up and then stick around for the game there at Zions Bank Stadium with the Utah Warriors rugby. Coach, we're really looking forward to it. Love the passion, and uh, we're excited to have you guys back on board with KSL Sports this year again. Well, thanks very much for the opportunity to come on. And uh, once that snow's cleared, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, and even if it's not, you're going to have to anyway. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Just get in amongst it. We'll Let's just go. get in amongst it. All right, Coach, we appreciate yeah, it. That- yeah. Take no care. Worries. There Thanks you go. Much. There's the coach. Okay. Coach Greg Cooper, uh, Utah Warriors Rugby, uh, starting back up here, the MLR, back into it again. Uh, I'll tell you, you could say a lot about these 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 startup leagues. They, they are on an uphill battle, right? And it's a difficult go. And so the amount of work that, the, that, that Major League Rugby, and especially here in Utah, that the Warriors have done, uh, Kimball Care, who's their CEO, he's just done an amazing job too. Just tons of work that they put in this thing, and uh, man, we have just a huge history here in the state of Utah. Uh, you might as well go out and check it out. So uh, this Saturday, first home match for, of the season for the Utah Warriors. Let's take a break. We'll come back. When we do, more to go around the corner. I've got some stuff to ask Scott here as well. We hadn't asked Scott anything earlier, but uh, I also want to ask him about this. Uh, well, a couple things that I want to get into: the, how much these teams are paying for recruiting and how much that dollar amount is, and kind of where Utah might match up in the Pac-12 with some of these other schools, uh, and and just how insane it is of an arms race to be able to get guys to come in to come to play at your university. All right, more to go around the corner, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. And now, a look at traffic from the KSL Traffic Center. Time for a check of traffic on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Sports Zone. GoodRx is not insurance. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us on a snowy Wednesday. Stay friggin' safe out there, would you? Uh, parts of the freeway closed down south earlier today. Jeez. I think that we're going to be on the phone with uh, David Locke possibly in the next little while. Fingers crossed because I think he's making the trek back. But I think he's going to be in some uh, wild weather. We'll get him on the hands free. No problem. He'll be fine. Did you? Okay. I read this story today and I was like, what? Drunken driver was doing donuts on I 80, <laughs> also going the wrong way during nice. the snowstorm. Wow. Okay. This is exhibit A when people go, how are Utah drivers? Well, let me tell you about their last snowstorm. It's not just donuts. I felt like people were doing that on the freeway today. <laughs> I know. I you really saw did. People and I was like, by you. This, and then I realized she was white knuckling it and she oh, was I know. just. Uh, no. Hey, you got to stay safe out there, but that's some stupidity on a different yeah. level right there. Jeez. Yeah, you just you can't stop in the snow. You can't. <laughs> and that's one thing. So so there's a driving school out at Larry H. Miller Motor Sports Park. They used to do it at least. I don't know if they do it anymore, but what they have is this like special car that makes it to where and I did it in the summer. I did the sum, I did the winter driving course in the summer. And how they do it oh. is they have these special like you know, these old Ford Tauruses that they would basically hook up and they were, they had this hydraulic wheel system underneath that would treat, they would make the car like you were driving on, on different, different levels of ice, some skidding over here, some over there. 
They could, I mean, it was a high, high tech car. And that was the biggest thing. It was just one, don't turn and brake at the same time. Okay. You make your braking happen the best when you are going straight. Yeah. Okay. And really early. And so the only way you can do really early braking is if you are really far away from people. So just keep that freaking distance. I failed, by the way, the winter driving course. I oh. got, I ended up being certified. But we did a whole thing on TV back in the day about how bad Utah drivers were, and that was part of our things. We had to take this winter driving course out there at uh, Larry H. Miller. Uh, I mean, I don't know you have to take the course to realize how bad the drivers are here. <laughs> what was great was we brought a bunch of people. We had a bunch of people who were from California who were like, we're actually really good drivers, and they failed miserably. They were awful. They were terrible. They were like, no, we're better drivers. They failed all the categories. All right. Uh, Scott, how much would you pay to get a good recruit? Not just NIL, and this is not even talking about NIL. NIL, this is just the money that's being used to woo people, right? You bring some kids in, you bring, uh, you put them up at a nice hotel. We've we've heard the amount of money that was that was spent on uh, Arch Manning's trip to Texas, right? Two plus million dollars. Well, I, I think no, two hundred eighty thousand yeah, dollars just for that weekend. Sure, I think I want to know what works. You know, is there is there something that ha- it's just that magic thing you have? Is it that your program's good? Is that you win? Is that you have cool uh, swag for the players and gear <laughs> that they're going to wear? And uh, I don't know, but I'd certainly track that and find out what 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 were the things that I wanted because recruiting is your life in college football. Like it is, if you want to re- per- you survive and thrive as a program. You have to recruit well. I mean, recruiting is probably more important than coaching and getting people that can really do it and do a good job of it. And you, you, as a coach, is you're always recruiting. And it, it's a it's a brutal grind for these coaches. But if you don't do it, you don't you don't exist. So you ask a dollar amount. I, I don't I don't think there's not I don't think there's enough money you could put yeah. into recruiting. I, really, I, so, I believe that Utah actually in the Pac-12 I saw this somewhere, and I don't have it here now, but the last couple of years, they led the conference as far as money spent in recruiting, and you can kind of see where the the dividends have paid off. Uh, and, you know, that might be the thing that could actually help mitigate the part where you go, well, if, if you're not number one in spending on NIL, you're not going to be, you, you know, you're not going to be anywhere close. And Kyle Whittingham kind of brought that up. So if you can spend a bunch of money on the recruiting process, Getting like buying those guys during the time you're able to throw some money at them during the weekend or some you know stuff, cool experiences and things like that. Then that's when you do it. But let me so you tell me if it pay if it pays off or not. So for this next year, or for this uh, latest uh, recruiting group right here, Georgia was not just number one; they were more than double what number two was on the list, and. That's at $4.5 million on recruiting, okay? The biggest spenders, let's start at number six, though. Okay, so you know who number one is. Yes. And it's the guys who won the national championship. Of course. I mean, I, I have to think of an 18-year-old kid, and it's not just an 18-year-old. They're they're recruiting 17, 15, oh, yeah. 10. You know, that, I mean, who knows? It's that, I mean, like, really, basketball's I mean, been like that for a while, right? Yeah, so so how much money? I mean, how deep do you go? What, what do you do? How far? I, I don't know. But okay, anyways. so uh, Michigan is number six on the list at $2.24 million. Alabama is, is number five on the list at $2.32 million. The Texas Longhorns are number four at $2.4 million. 
The Tennessee Volunteers were just under three million dollars at two point nine eight million. Uh, the number two team in spending at three million bucks a year was. Now this is the biggest disappointment. Just get ready for this one, Jeremy. You ready? Uh-oh. The Texas A and M Aggies, number two at three million dollars in recruiting, and you talk about the worst payoff because even Texas people look okay, at so that and maybe, they go, maybe yeah, coaching got, does they, have something to do with it. Well, look at Tennessee where they're at. Right, yeah, right. They're, they've turned a corner. Josh Whipple did an amazing job. Yep. Uh, Texas got Arch Manning. So whatever you want to say about Texas and whatever their misgivings are and how far they're and how overrated they always are, they worked this year at least yeah. for the what, what we're supposed to consider the best player ever. You know, coming out of high school, it seems like. But they signed four five star guys this year. <laughs> You know, and they're hoping it's going to stick. But these teams on this list are all winners except for freaking A&M, who stink to high heaven. So good luck, they Jimbo. Spent, uh, Georgia spent $515,000 on men's basketball. For recruiting? For recruiting. So the $4.5 million, million, .5 is the basketball? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that the $4.5 million it's just football. Just right? football. That's just football. Yeah. So then they spend four point five on football and then five hundred thousand on basketball. Yeah. Yeah, we know where the money's made. Right? How and how? It's time to get the inside scoop on the Utah Jazz. From the play by play voice of the Jazz, David Locke. Sweet revenge! Presented by Murdoch Auto Group. How? On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It is Unrivaled 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell, and the voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke, who's uh, on the road back to calling the last 22 games of the season for this Utah Jazz team. Did you get a little bit of a break there, David? I did. Uh, we took a little quick family vacation, and we're, we're driving back into town right now, so... We'll uh, see how the roads hold up the rest of the way. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Love it. I got in a wreck on the way to Scott to got the, crashed into today on the way <laughs> to, to the broadcast work today, house. So be safe out there. What was your take on oh, the? All, on, yeah, it was. It is what it is. I, I'm over the shock of it. Uh, what was your take on the All Star Weekend? Um, every report I've had from everybody who was there was involved. It was great. You know, we, we have a city that's built well for those kind of events. Frankly. Um, you know, we hosted the Olympics, which is a much bigger event. We showed once again that we can do that. Uh, so I think, you know, I think we hold those events well. The increased hotel capacity in the city, I think, was important. <clears throat> and Ryan and Ashley were just so committed to, and the organization, you know, so many people put on such incredible amounts of effort and work in our organization to make sure it happened. Every indication I have is they pulled it off beautifully. It was a grand success. We got fairly good weather. The inversion stayed out for the most part. And you know we looked, you know all, all the highlights of Salt Lake were shown. Yeah, it was kind of it was it was cool uh, at the game on Sunday. We went to all the stuff and just in the actual game, I'm I'm looking there and I'm watching Ryan and Ashley on one side of the court, and then you see Gail and the Miller family like on the other side of the court. It's just like this, you know the the uh, the legacy family, and then you have the, the the new owners, and they're right there, and they're just cheering on, you know, this the entire event and how things were, you know, being held. I think uh, everybody knows what Salt Lake City can do because they've done it before, but it was nice to have the showcase and to see that everybody uh, that it got off well and, and that it was a massive success for the city and, and for the Jazz. You've done sixty games so far this year. Uh, you got twenty two left on this thing. 
And I, I, I'm assuming, like, when when you hear All-Star break, you think of some time off for you, I'm assuming. But, you know, these guys turn it right back around as well. How how tough is it for guys to get right back into you played, you had a little bit of a break because it's not a ton of time off, but it is a lot compared to what they had during the rest of the year. How much time does it take to get guys back into uh, the that, that 22 games of the season? So first off, I'm up for another 60. We don't need 22. I don't like hearing 22. <laughs> okay. That's too little. Oh, look at you. Um, uh, I, you know, all of them are given, like, you know, I was talking to one of our um, advanced medical guys. Like all the players are given a workout plan that they're expected to follow during this break. And frankly, if they follow 60% of it, they're probably fine. Um, so I think that when you, you know, are in what's going on, that's, it takes them a little while to get back, but they're not like, they did some work, right? They, they, they took the time to get, uh, I don't, I don't think these guys just, these, these guys all understand that they're supposed to be, um, getting work done and, and being ready. Um, and so they, therefore, you know, it'll take them a little while, but not, not a lot. We saw a little, a little taste of Damian Jones and Juan Toscano Anderson before the all-star break. What, what, how do they factor into things uh, for, for the next rest of the season? You know, I, I get a little nervous in taking one night and deciding it shows an, you know, that you decide to make massive comments on it, particularly the night before all-star break. But mm-hmm. I, I think you saw their strengths. Juan Toscano Anderson played super hard. The rebounding numbers were really impressive that night. Um, he's a good, strong defensive player. Will knows him well because when they played in the NBA Finals, you, you scout players so intently that you actually are scouting. Um, you know, you're actually scouting him as well. Like you know, you're scouting Steph and and Jordan Poole and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, but you're also you're also looking at. You know, Juan just going to ask me. Is there something we can take advantage of? Can we get three points advantage or one point advantage somehow because of Juan? So, you know, I talked to Willie. He said, no, he's, he's a legitimately real good defensive player. There's there's a lot of guys in our league who don't shoot very well, so we just name them defensive players. And it's kind of an ongoing joke I have with people that, like, hey, by the way, is he a real defender or is he just someone that we named a defender? <laughs> um, you know, I asked Will, and Will's like, no, he's a real defender. Like, he's he's good. So, I think he brings a level of toughness. He's he's not a particularly strong shooter career wise, but he's not bad either. Like I think he's thirty four, thirty five percent for his career. He started twenty four, I think, his first year, and then has amped it up a little bit, um, as as you'd suspect. And then um, Damian Jones has just bounced around an awful lot, um, and so that's a, I think a positive in this case. He just knows how to assimilate into a group. He's also started I think fifty, sixty, seventy games in the NBA. So he's just done a lot of different things. Doke's scuffling a little bit. And so I think Damian Jones could be a viable option as a backup center for the Jazz. And I thought the way he ran the floor, again, a very, you know, again, I don't want to overplay one night, but pretty replicable skill, right? He sprinted the floor and ran the floor with great tenacity. And I, and I think in great alacrity, and I think, you know, he can do that again. Like you can look at that and see him do that again. So, there were things you saw out of both those guys that are what they're known for. They're not newbies to the league, and both of them can bring value and may end have earned themselves another opportunity for more playing time. He's David Locke, voice of the Utah Jazz, joining us here on Unrivaled. Also works the word alacrity into uh, uh, an interview if you're if you're ready for it. Uh, he'll bring that. He'll bring that kind of heat for you. He'll get your thesaurus going. 
Uh, David, as we get ready for this one, this is like a weird set of five games coming right out of the break. Uh, I was looking at it, and I'm going, okay, so hold on a minute. The first five games are all against either the Thunder or the Spurs. So you go Spurs, Thunder, Spurs, Thunder, Thunder. Is that kind of – I mean, that's a – it's an interesting five games right out of the gate there. And for second prize, you get four nights in Oklahoma City. <laughs> for first prize, you get two. Yeah, you know uh, what? that that back to back the Friday to that Friday to Sunday haul you guys have at the end of that thing. Hey, that's just part of the gig. Come on. By the way, if you're going to leave me in Oklahoma City, feel free to play back to back. I'm all good with that. <laughs> um, that's kind of where the uh, uh, pandemic started. Actually, oh, that was not there, kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah, not kind of March 11th, baby. <laughs> that was, that was... <laughs> yeah, P- 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 PTSD every time we come back to that one. I know, so but it's a strange five game stretch right out of the gate. I, I don't yeah, know, no, it's, su- it's, part it's of the super schedule. strange. And actually, the like the three games against the Thunder are, are are super important, like, um, I think are you know, they're all like, I, I, this is pretty exciting. We'll see. I haven't seen the injury report, I just saw that. While I was driving, messages came in, but I have not um, read my text messages while driving. Good so I'm you. assuming one of those might have been an injury report. So if you guys have some information, I don't have it on what Colin Sexton's status is off that hamstring. Colin Sexton um, is out, Dad. We just got told. We just got. We saw yeah. the same thing. He's out. Okay. So I, I literally just got the new message of you know received. I was like, oh, but you have the injury report. So I mean, how we're gonna how we're gonna handle not having Colin Sexton? And, um, that means Juan Toscano Anderson will probably play. We just don't have enough players. Um, so, you know, I think that's uh, maybe some of the guys who just signed on 10 days will we'll get an opportunity. Chris Dunn, uh, super good defender, a lot of NBA experience. Frank Jackson, obviously local kid, would be really fun if he could get it rolling again. He showed signs when he was in New Orleans. Uh, so maybe those guys get an opportunity as well. We may just be a little too thin to make a real playoff run here uh, after trading those guys and then having a Colin Sexton injury. But if if we're able to find a way to, to make a little run here and hold it together and uh, play 500 basketball for the final 22. I think we're going to probably have to go 13 and nine to make the playoffs to mm. make the play in. Maybe, maybe, maybe 12 and 10. But so a little bit above 500. But it could be a could be a really exciting stretch. And the last time I kind of gazed at the schedule, I think we have five or six games against teams that are probably ones that would be a real surprise if we won, and five or six games against teams that are not maybe going to be giving out their full effort to win games with Victor Wembanyama late in the season. So the middle, the middle 10 are going to be really interesting. The Thunder are three of those 10. At what point do you start looking at the, the this year's draft picks and where, where they're going to be? And uh, is there any strategy to kind of, I don't know, manipulate possibly getting in a better position or, or how, how much do you, do you think the team actually pays attention to those draft picks at this point? I mean, I think you're paying attention. You'd be somewhat negligent if you're not paying attention, right? Um, but we have really not done anything yet to manipulate our outcomes. Uh, and even in the trades we've made, we haven't done that yet. Like, we haven't just unloaded anyone for no purpose. Like, if you go back and look at the Boyan Bogdanovich trade, which a lot of people really didn't like, they're like, oh, we should have gotten more from him. All we got was Kelly Linick. We didn't get a draft pick. Okay, well, Detroit just didn't get a draft pick also. Right, it's a trade deadline. That's mm-hmm. worth noting. It's like they had Boyan City out there trying to trade him for a first round pick and didn't get it. We also saved, I think, seven million dollars in that deal that got us off the luxury tax line that allowed us to make the deal with the Lakers to go get a first round draft pick from the Lakers. 
Um, every meal, every deal we've made has been made with a purpose to get better. There hasn't been, and Danny actually has really never done this in his career. The just here's Jordan Clarkson for two second round draft picks because we want to lose 18 of our next 19, which so many we've seen teams do in this league. But that just doesn't seem to be in something that Danny is interested in doing. He didn't do it in Boston in the two different times he rebuilt it, and he hasn't done it here. Some of the things that these, uh, you know, I think a weekend like this that highlights uh, a guy like Lowry Markinen who, you know, we think about these future guys and future draft picks. It's really fun to think about what uh, Danny and Jay-Z could be doing, you know, in that front office and just the things they're going to be conjuring up and the creativity they're going to be able to have now because of the options they've created for themselves. And at the same time, you've got this uh, first-time all-star, all-star starter, likely your most improved player of the year in the NBA at the end of everything with Lowry Markinen. And just uh, how this year has shaped up for it, it it can't be seen as anything less than just uh, really an amazing job this year now that you've got 22 games left uh, to be able to just go, well, let's put our foot down to the gas pedal and see what happens. No, I, I think that's what gets kind of funky for us in these final 22 games is the season's already a wild success, right? There were really three question marks coming in to the season. One is, can Will Hardy coach? So I think that's, like, that was the biggest question, mm-hmm. right? We just hired a 34-year-old man who'd never been a head coach in the NBA. Great resume, but can he coach? Every indicator at this point is yes. Um, he's, been, he's been really outstanding. Uh, number two is, did we get any pieces, right? Did any of the players that we got in the trades, are they actually legitimate pieces? So Lowry Markkinen's a yes. I think Colin Sexton's a yes, too. I think he's shown, might not be as a starting point guard, but he's got as Will talks about, like, superpowers. Like, he, that first step, his ability to finish the basket, that's really special. And if you can find a way to fine-tune the other stuff around him, he, he's a piece of a puzzle. And then the third one was, are any of the current draft picks that you just got going to actually be viable players in the league? And Walker's proven that to be yes, and Ochai continues to show us signs that's the case. There's some developmental things in Ochai that I think we still need to that, I'm excited to see because I think that there's still so many big steps for him to take. But it was really interesting for me in, in one of our last games. I was sitting next to a scout who was watching his pregame warm up and was just like, "Oh, that dude's real! Like he's going to make shots." And and so I was like, "Is he Reggie Bullock? Is he like Norman Powell? Is he Desmond Bain?" And he's like, "He he could be like a Norman Powell, like a little bit more than Norman Powell, a little less than Desmond wow. Bain. Like hmm. like you know, he could really do something. Like this guy really kind of believed in him a little bit." Uh, that's kind of the thing. If you, we take guys on and then we believe in them and then you kind of see what you get from there. <laughs> that's, it seems to be right. our theme here. What, what's, uh, what's the value of getting into kind of the play in the, you know, a game t- somewhere, 10, nine, whatever. What, what's the value of that for this jazz team? I think playing important games has value. And I think they've already achieved that, but Lowry marketing is the number one guy for the first time in his career. Now coming into a stretch, playing 22 games with the, burden of trying and of trying to play these types of important games. I, I think that's, I think that's really, um, I think that matters. So I think that's more than those, whether they get in the play in game or not is can they, this is like, these are amped up. Like these guys can be ready to go. This is dead sprint down to the finish line in the NBA. And they're going to play this with a different level of intensity. Ochai has the final four experience from last year. He seems really comfortable in big moments um, from winning the tournament last year at Kansas, does that parlay through here into the NBA? Mm-hmm. And I think for Lowry, these are all new experiences. And so I think they're really, really important. You know, but it turns out we lose 12 of the next 16, and then 
by the time we for the final six of them they're not that important well then we got 16 that are really important mm-hmm. um hopefully we get 22 that are important and hopefully we get that playing game. the playing game value is i just think it'd be like the most fun thing in the world to be a part of it would like, be really cool how cool it. would that be one mm-hmm. and done in the nba like man that, i'd be so geeked to call that i'd be so geeked if i was a fan to come to that game that'd be so fun like and if you win you know likely we'd be nine ten not seven eight so you know if you win then you go play again like two nights later to go try to get into the playoffs like oh man that would be awesome uh, that part's gotten a lot better. And, I, you know, during this whole All-Star break, we had a lot of these NBA writers coming on uh, who were in town, and they were talking about the the middle of the season, in-season, you know, tournaments that they've talked about and that uh, that uh, Adam Silver loves so much the idea of. But when you say it like that, like that, that is fun. And telling these guys, we're one and done here, or we, we, we're just going to play and just kind of live on and see another day here, it'd be pretty interesting. Speaking of another day, tomorrow – the, uh, the Jazz have their first game back from the All-Star break. D- uh, David Locke, the voice of the Utah Jazz, with that call tomorrow right here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, 7 p.m. Uh, safe Al- travels Al- the rest of the way. Scott, let me, can, can I ask you one question before we're Absolutely. done? Sure. You interacted with You interacted with way more people than I did during All-Star break. I went down, walked around a little bit, talked to some friends who were there, but really didn't have my pulse on it. What was You guys talked to a ton of people. What was your pulse on how people thought the weekend went? Um, okay, so for, for us – like when you're watching it, and we were broadcasting right from the corner, basically that Friday and on Saturday, and then we went to all the stuff on Sunday. And it was, if to me, I was like, this feels like Sundance feels where you go, oh, there's that guy from the thing. I, I want to get a picture of him, but I don't know his name. Like you know, there there was like a lot of, a lot of just like periphery, you know, celebrities and a, a lots of uh, lots of energy around it. Scott and I looked at it and we're like, look, number one, if you go downtown. The people watching was top tier, so that's one of the fun things for us. But also, it was just a different vibe. So you have a huge event going on there, and you go, oh, we don't feel like this all the time. And I loved it. So in the end, the governor came on our show, and he was like, this is amazing. we got to have more stuff like this. And so I think a massive success despite, you know, Chuck and uh, Shaq having uh, some fun at our expense, which I don't really care about either. Yeah, and for for me. You know what's interesting to me? The second to last city we went to was Indianapolis on the last road trip. It is a dog city. Like there's, there's not a redeeming. There isn't. No, I mean I don't mean that rude. Like Scott, there's not no, a geographically. I, I yeah, I, I hear you. No, there's I, not a geographically redeeming value to Indi- like your flatland. There's there's nothing, not major industry yet. They have the combine. They have like every final fours all the time. Like <clears throat> they've to their credit, like they found a way to be the America's host city. Yeah, it's it's all, that's and, all location. And, and it's, Right, and it's because they're in the middle of America. Yeah. Like, like, give them credit. Like, they figured out, okay, we're in the middle of America. We have the NCA here. We have these. We have a big arena. We'll build a bigger one, and we'll find a way to be Big Ten host, combine host. I mean, everything's in Indianapolis. Yeah. Like, I wonder how we, like, to Spencer Cox's point, how can we do that? How can we become? Yeah. We're not going to be Vegas, and maybe we'll never be able to do it because Vegas is so close. But how do we find a way that we can? be a little bit of that same hey we have the infrastructure to do this in a really unique manner in a small confined area we're easy to get around but like become that host west west midwestern west coast host city yeah i you know i lived in cincinnati and uh, the ranger boats so the ranger fishing boats their number one dealership was in cincinnati ohio and there's not a there's not a river or a lake <laughs> within two within two and a half hours of cincinnati i mean it's but what they found was it's it's a it's a lot of white collar you know there's a, there's a lot of Fortune 500 companies that are headquartered in Cincinnati because of the the geographic location of where it is 
and and upper middle class people tend to buy nicer boats and they'll drive somewhere for down. that you know mm-hmm. so you know understanding i guess you know who who's going to come to your city and how to, how do you entice them to come there and um i i just think it's so much about the experience you, you give yeah. them that's just so unique and and utah has an ability to just give you this incredible experience that i don't think you can get in many places in the country yeah. And and that's what I think you really have to play into because it's. I thought the All Star Weekend was tremendous. Uh, the people watching was just off the charts, and there's just a lot. There's so much here in the state of Utah to celebrate and to and to really take advantage of. And and I think Utah did a great job of it doing did awesome. That. Did really awesome. good. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Locke's got the call tomorrow. Going to be back home. Safe travels the rest of the way, and uh, I mean, really today for sure. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, the second part and of the season here. By the way, if you have any suggestions on how to call Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams, <laughs> who both start and play for the same team and are both rookies, I'm all in. Like I literally might call numbers tomorrow night. I really think I might go 35 Jalen Williams. <laughs> now you just 24 Jalen Williams. Now you go thing one and thing two. No, that's all it, you got to do. No, right? like, literally. No, I know. And if no, what you do is to distinguish it because for people who are listening, it's going to be a hard thing to understand. You have Ron Boone yell out one of the Jalen Williams, and then you do the other one, and then we'll have – then it'll be – Oh, then that's we'll interesting. Out. I like that. See if you can work yeah. in Ron's uh, abilities there. All right. Thanks, David. Appreciate it, man. See you. All right, there Bye. you go. There's Locke. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. It's time for the unrivaled NFL Roundup. <laughs> Premium grade A NFL news from a former NFL quarterback. The other guy on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Okay, everybody, welcome on back. It is Unrivaled, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Happy snow day to you. Scott, do you have a happy snow day today? No. <laughs> no, I haven't had a, a happy snow day. So I hate snow. Scott got I'm over snow. I'm Scott, over winter. Uh, I need warm weather. I got clipped on the side of my car. Mentioned it earlier. Scott got in a little bit of a fender bender. It literally bent your fender. It is. So it's not like a, yeah. you know, we're not we're being truthful about this. In the little literal sense of the word, yes, fender and it bender. Was during, you know what sucks is it was during all that chaos, where everybody's running into each other at one point, yeah. and you couldn't really do anything about it because you're not going to pull over and go, "What's your phone number?" While other cars well, are sliding I, into you, and like, right, I couldn't. The, the car pulled over and. And so I pulled over, and then it was still sliding, and it ended up way over on the other side of the freeway, and there were cars <laughs> slipping and sliding. Did you sliding get a license plate? No. We, I've got close friends in uh, – I know I know Dave Colley. you got close we, friends in low yes. places? Yeah, yeah. We could call Dave Colley from the Cold Podcast. Yeah. You don't think that guy has access to the license plate uh, I feel like Dave has access to everything. Anything he wants, yeah. man. So I'm saying if we could get – if we could go back, can we do it like a CSI episode? Because I, I want to go back. Do you think that the UH, the, the, the UDOT cameras were probably rolling? Oh. We could probably pause that moment in time, zoom, enhance, zoom, enhance on that license yes. plate. And yeah. then we could get some justice. And then what we do is we set up a whole ruse. Oh, you've won tickets on the KSL Sports Zone. Oh. Why don't you come on down? Oh. And then Matt Gephardt. Boom. Boom. Get some. KSL investigates. Oh, my goodness. You know what's funny is when you have stuff like this happen to you and you're like, police, are we going to arrest this lady? And they're like, mm, that's not how this works. Somebody breaks into your house and you go, 
Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna exact some justice here, Scott. We appreciate you coming in. I'm here. I made it. <laughs> this guy. Oh, poor dude. I'm sorry, man. We didn't. I didn't know it was gonna happen, and we didn't have that much snow up in my house. So yeah, I only have like almost two feet. I can't believe how house. much you guys got killed uh, with it. Because normally it's the other way around. I, I was digging myself my out of my driveway, just trying to get in my car. You don't have people for that. I feel like you have people. That, that people didn't show up today. <laughs> they were a bit busy. <laughs> well, they're supposed. That's part. Yeah, of that's the, part of the deal, right? Yeah, they're not there. All right, uh, NFL roundup. Let's get let's get Scott. My whole purpose of today was to try to keep Scott uh, grumpy. Well, no, your head out of that space oh. where, where we're talking about it, but it just it periodically comes up. I know the routine. Where this is real life. Yeah, I go, I go to my insurance. They go, you go find a place. They go look at it. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. <laughs> but even though it was somebody else's fault. I'm not going to chase someone down in the middle yeah, of a snowstorm when they don't st- stop. And I'm, yeah. I might get I might get killed if I pull off the no, side of the road. No, this is the type of day you don't get out and just go, like, no. can I exchange insurance with you right here on I-15? No, thank you. Uh, here we go. J.J. Watt retired, right? Turned in his retirement paperwork yes. uh, right after that. How, do you, how does that work? He received a uh, an NFL text about drug testing after he had already uh, applied for retirement and was already kind of heading off into the sunset. The NFL hit him with a random quote unquote. I guess that that really does show it's random though, because it was, you know, the computer goes, "You're going into retirement." Okay, a I defensive lineman. He all of a sudden now that he's retired gets a notice. Probably JJ Watt probably never saw one of those notices his entire career. You don't think so? No. Whatever that guy. No, I keep I keep explaining this. The the Skill drug positions. The drug testing process in the NFL is for uh the innocent. It's not trying to get the guys that and and I think I think what it is <laughs> is the NFL just knows, look, we know you're all are cheating. So if you're all all are cheating, it's just an it's an it's a it's a level playing field. So you're all on drugs and we're fine with it. This is a text. He actually took a screenshot of the text, which I thought was hilarious. This is Dylan on behalf of the NFL. You've been selected for, I love selected. So far he's introduced himself like he, like you've, uh, like he was Ed McMahon with the publisher's clearinghouse. This is Dylan on behalf of the NFL. You've been selected for an HGH dry blood spot test. Now that sounds a little bit more intense. Please give me a call or shoot me a text when you can. Thank you. And J.J. Uh, Watt tweeted out, uh, I don't know what happens when you click report junk because that's underneath the, the contact. It says, this sender is not in your contact list. I don't know what happens when you click report junk, but I'm about to find out. Good for him. He heads off into the uh, into the sunset with a big middle finger to the uh, drug testing guy. Maybe they say, but could they come back and go, no, even on the verge of retirement, like you need to come back and do testing? No. Could, no, they can't, they can't make him do no. that. No. Maybe he, maybe JJ Watt knew that he was going to have some issues. Maybe he knew he was going to get drug tested. Maybe he retired, but he's out. and maybe, but maybe he comes back later. <laughs> then after know. after all of this is kind of blown over, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to be garnering the uh, franchise tag. A trade could be possible. Uh, it's really kind of it's really kind of weird because Lamar Jackson's his own agent, and I haven't seen any fruits of uh, good come right. with that yet. And you're always like, guys should never be their own agent. Now, there's a one part where nobody wants to pass off, you know, the amount of money that you're paying to your agent. But this is why you pay them because right now he's going to be on the losing end of this thing because his time 
I think to get the most amount of money was probably before last season. Yeah. And now he's at a spot where he's going to get franchise tag. Yeah, he'll get $38 million a year or whatever. But uh, he's not – got to have somebody else going in there and going to bat for you. Let me just – let me tell you, I believe the franchise tag is the kiss of death from an organization. They spend all this time with you. Quarterbacks, really good ones, are scarce. Like, you have a really good quarterback. You don't mess around. You lock them in. You want them there. You want to make sure that they can't go anywhere – that you know that how you're going to budget the rest of your cap by by the money that you're going to give them, and I think when Lamar Jack and I think what his demands are is he I goes I, I want um, uh, Deshaun Watson deal you know I want I, I want all of it guaranteed and and they go you look you're a guy that runs a lot your shelf life is a lot shorter we're not convinced you're even going to be around long enough to live through that contract and I think I think that's the biggest issue well I think it's two things I think it's I think you're more like a running back, and we're not 100% convinced that you're like an elite top-level quarterback that can that can consistently win for us. Otherwise, otherwise they would be like, this would be a done deal. What's and I, I think a lot of people are enamored with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's a special talent. He's There's no question. For sure. But, but is he a guy that's going to consistently be able to throw the football for you and because win? Because how long are they? Because he wants like a six, seven, eight-year deal uh, to the tune of – you know, $300 million yeah. all guaranteed. And that's a lot of freaking money. And on top of it, the guarantee part, you know, the franchise tag is interesting. I was trying to think what that would be like. What, what would that be compared to? Cause it's, it, it's they're, a they're, little, they're, it's they're, like they're keeping you there. They have a certain amount of money that they have to pay you because that's the franchise tag kind of dollar amount, but they are keeping you for that one year of services and, yeah. and, and things could go really south with that. It's so like you're going to make really good money for a year, but yeah. what you basically lose is all leverage. So Derek Carr, he's hopping around the world trying to go to all these different places so wants him. and trying to get a lot of people interested who yeah. are desperate for a quarterback. And there's no more desperate team than the Jets. Yeah, they're they're they, they are, and and they don't know what Aaron you know Aaron Rodgers is. Is he going to be available? Is he not? Uh, so they're probably you know kind of. And they know Derek Carr's a known commodity. Like, he, he can play and play well in the league. But if you lose that leverage be, being franchised, you can't go talk to anybody. There may be teams out there that would just kill to have Lamar Jackson. We'll take him. So franchise tag's kind of purgatory. I mean, I mean you make you make the yeah, top make five the, salaries, right. the average, you know, which isn't bad, especially for quarterbacks. For sure. Probably, what, is it going to be somewhere near $40 million? Yeah, it's going to be like 38 I think is what they said. But, yeah. but you know what that is, too? It's also another year that you don't have a long-term deal set no. in place. And then after that, nothing is guaranteed no. for sure if something happens this year. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like going to prom, but your parents arrange it, and it's your cousin. <laughs> You're like, I got to go to prom, but you know what? This isn't my first choice, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Next up on the old uh, NFL roundup here, Scott. Uh, I was looking at this one, speaking of Derek Carr. They were making a pitch to Derek Carr, the Jets are, to get him in. And they say, hey, if you win here in New York, just because of it, it, just because it's New York, as soon as you start winning even a little bit, you're going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's an interesting pitch. If you win a bunch here, you're going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is that true? I mean, I, I think it's Joe the Namath Jets over-inflated over, uh, self-worth. Yes, yeah, the Jets have not been anything, done anything. Uh, Joe Namath was around in 1969. Uh, that's almost that's like 50 ish years ago. And uh, I mean, yeah, if, if someone goes in and wins a couple of Super Bowls with the Jets, uh, you know, yeah, winning 
But it's not just winning. They've had guys go in and win. Chad Pennington won. Vinny Testaverde won. I mean, they've had quarterbacks. I mean, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick won with the Jets. It's not like they haven't had quarterbacks that have done well. It's just as an organization, they haven't done well. And It's and, basically, if you win a Super Bowl with the Jets, maybe you'll be in that conversation. I like Robert Sala. I do. I like I like his tone. I like his attitude. But he's a defensive guy. Yeah. And if I'm a quarterback, I don't want no, to be in that, that situation guy. for Absolutely for not. nothing. Um, I mean, you just look at how they've handled Zach Wilson. So poor, so awful, so terrible. It's a it's a nightmare. Oh, it's a nightmare. Hey, uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. Uh, more to go around the corner when we return. We've got our two-minute drill. You don't want to miss any of that. We've got a ton of stories that we are going to uh, jam in here at the end of this hour that we weren't, weren't able to get to. Those are the fun ones usually, too. That's when Scott really goes off-piste. and uh, He's pissed and he's off-piste. And there you go. We'll, uh, we'll come back. Much more to go around the corner. Stay with us. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You're home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keering. It's not so right. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us. Alex Keery, Scott Mitchell, and you. Uh, hey, stay safe out there. My kids had the delayed start today, and I, I came in, and I noticed that all of Salt Lake was basically shut down. And uh, Salt Lake City had, I think a lot of school districts got their stuff canceled. I don't know who exactly canceled, but even the two-hour delay was a welcome sight for me. To get a little, of, uh, little extra Zs on a day like today. Um I started a new show on Netflix, Scott. Like you started it? Started or, a new show. you're watching it? I'm watching it. Oh. No, it's a, It's like a series, you know? Okay. Very much out of my... I would never normally necessarily... Uh, this would not be up my wheelhouse. But it is a really interesting show out of Korea called... Uh, I think it's The Amazing Attorney Woo. And it's about this genius lawyer in South Korea. She's on the autistic spectrum. Oh. And she's like, it is like a fascinating show. Every show, they solve a case. Is it like know? a, is it, is it a real thing or just a, no, no, it's a, a, no, no, no. It's, it's a fictitious. It's a fictitious, no, it's a fictitious. series. Yeah. It's a fictitious okay. story. But the lady who plays this uh, attorney is fantastic. And her name's Woo? Young Woo. Yeah. Young Woo? Yep. And uh, it's cute. I would say this. It's cute. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> you need hey, you need cute today. I think you need cute today. You need something today. Let's get you. A, he's just <laughs> shaking it off. No, nope, you can't help Scott today. He's in a bad spot. All right, let's fire up the music here because then we can get into the two minute drill, and then Scott will really be happy. Hold on, I got to find where our. Uh, Where's my two-minute drum music? Okay, there it is. All right. See, that feels normal, doesn't it? Sure. Two-minute drill. Scott, uh, do you feel like explaining it today? I'd be more than happy to. (laughs) 
uh, late in the football game, you got to go down the field, kick a field goal, score a touchdown. Don't have a lot of time, so you hurry. Uh, our show's the same way. We still have a lot to talk about, so uh, but we don't have a lot of time, so we talk a little bit about a lot of things. Hurry up, finish the show, go home happy. Hopefully we can go home happy unless you get rear-ended by someone <laughs> on the freeway. No guarantees. Okay. Never been in a wreck in my life, and I get in a wreck. You got, you got, no, I've never this been is not in your one. first accident. This is my first one. Are you kidding? I get rear-ended by someone on the freeway. It's, re- it's really That's kind of... That's no day. Yeah, it's, it's really playing I, havoc can I, on me. Can I say something? Let's air some dirt under you. I feel like you're blaming this wreck on me. Oh! Because you called me beforehand. I had like, a feeling. Are we coming in? Yeah, I was Are we coming in? Are we coming in? Because this is a disaster here. I go, yeah, we don't miss. I had a feeling. We don't miss, man. And and I called you. I said, hey, I just got in a wreck. And what did I, I, I do? I showed up. I know, but you... And, I and listen, I was I like... showed up. But I thought you were calling to be like, I got in a wreck. Screw you, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's all your but fault. That's what I'm saying. No, I feel like you're holding this grudge against me. No, I wouldn't do that. You are doing it. <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> Anyways, we get we get like a trophy and we get some dessert and it's a nice thing and everyone bada bing bada boom. There you go. The bada boom part was Scott getting rear ended. What like what was the size? Of, like what kind of car was it? It was like a little tiny like had no business being on the freeway no. going seventy. Yeah, in the snow. You said that too. You go. People are flying everywhere. Somebody was spinning out in front of you with Arizona plates. They're looking at you with a fear in their eyes. And you're going. This is when. Okay. I here's hate the crazy like part you. about the car in front of me. Mm-hmm. At first, it looked like they were just having a good time, like <laughs> they were doing it on purpose. And then I realized this lady is freaking out right no, now. I know she cannot control her car. I told you one of the worst things on the planet is one of these during one of these storms is when a truck drives by you. And you're like in the middle or the... I, I like to hang out in that far right lane. Yeah. You know me. I'm like... I just want a lane that's clean. It so doesn't have yes, a lot of snow in it. Give me my... Give me, and, and, so, and so when a semi-truck blows by you and they go, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And they're going 60 and everybody else is going 45. Yeah. And that slush gets thrown from yeah. their lane onto your windshield for that yeah. second and a half that you can't yeah. see. That might be the most terrifying yeah. feeling in the world. Getting hit by somebody, at least you're like, okay, I know what just happened. Yeah. I got hit. When you don't know what's happening and you see something and you don't see it, I can't believe this is your first there, accident on planet Earth. Yeah, there was a part of me that goes, that's it? That's it? That's all you got? That's, it's like... When am I supposed to call Siegfried and Jensen? It's like, that's <laughs> nothing. Hey, tomorrow... Wait, I got some neck pain. If your neck's starting to hurt, let's really dial it in. Uh, yeah, Scott got in I'm, I am, uh, now I feel bad about it. Because I was like, we're working, dude. Come on. Well, I know. I mean, I'm not going to not come to work. Did. Now, nobody else in this building who's not on the air came in. Nope. Like nobody. But, you know. Look, we sacrifice our safety, our lives (laughs) to bring you Unrivaled every single day. Um, We're we're better than the mailman. They deliver. We do. We deliver. Scott Scott got crashed into. Just kept going. Showed up for us to do the show. All right. uh, Next up on the old two-minute drill, I wanted to bring a couple of these things up here, Scott. First, uh, Texas and OU. Mm Mm-hmm have told the SEC their intentions of wanting to keep their rivalry going, but not just their rivalry going. They're going to have it. So when they, the, the the Red River shootout, as I knew it growing up, it's the Red River rivalry now, in case you wanted to say all the R's in the, on the planet. That plays at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, right? So it's kind of a halfway yep. meeting point for them. And it plays during uh, State Fair weekend, always during the Texas State Fair and so they've told the SEC, "Hey, we're coming out. We're coming over after next year. Uh, save the weekend because every year we are going to play this game." And they're petitioning the SEC to have that weekend always at two thirty Central Time. 
That's the other thing as well. So uh, they're trying to maintain that one. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do that. I mean, they have they 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 have the world's largest outdoor cocktail party when Georgia plays. Yes. Um, Al, Al, um, Florida, Florida, and it's yeah. always on the Georgia Florida line. So it's in Jacksonville, right? which mm-hmm. is really close to the mm-hmm. Florida Georgia border. So uh, I don't know why they wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, this, and, this I is mean, the kind of stuff. I, it's a really cool yeah, tradition. Most people look at it like, oh, you guys are new to the conference. You're going to show up with demands yeah. already. It's like if there are two teams that can make demands. It's Texas and Oklahoma. Well, yeah, and and they go, look, you did want us, and right. there was a reason you wanted us. And on top of and that, this is one of the reasons because we're yes. arrogant. We think we're very important. But that's also something that makes your conference awesome. You bring that rivalry over and go. We just took the Red River Shootout from the Big Twelve. It's coming to our territory, and it's going to be a game for us. So yeah, they'll make the exception. Don't you kind of feel like though Texas and Alabama could be just an amazing rivalry? Uh, yeah. I really do. I, no, it, that's going to be a fun one. I can't fault college football for wanting this. No, that's I what I'm like. Fault them. I can't fault USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. No, that, I mean, yes. it's just, it's, the matches on the matchups on paper. We we complain about the logistics. How are they going to get there? Well, what about when their truck shows up? It's like, yeah, we don't think about that for other games. Just show me the game uh, where it is on TV, and I'll watch it. Uh, let me see here. Oh, I do want to bring up that Coach Prime is making more waves here than we thought. We knew it was going to be impressive. But Coach Prime at Colorado has already sold all of the uh, all of the all of the spring tickets that they were planning on uh, on selling to their spring game. 30,000 seats being sold for the spring game in uh, in Colorado. They haven't had 30,000 in the last 10 years combined. I don't know if there's a team in the Pac-12 that does that. They have they Ma- had maybe, 1900 at their at last year's spring no, game. No, I know it's it's, it's insane uh, to do this. Uh, you know, spring football is not a big deal in the Pac-12. Probably Lincoln Riley maybe had a, a big showing, uh, you know, his first year at USC. I'm sure the USC folks were excited, but this is, there's something about get the right coach in college football and i believe that makes all the difference you really you find a really good one and they're hard to find but you find a good a good coach and and a good coach will take you a long way in in college football coach prime every step of the way we're going to be fascinated by all these you know walking up to the season the spring game all the stuff that's going along with it cannot wait for pac-12 media day too i think he really set the tone on day one when he goes uh there's guys coming for your jobs, and I my job is to get you guys to quit. Like, if you don't belong here, yeah, I'll I'm, make sure I, I find it. I mean, he it. just very <laughs> bluntly said, "I love it." Okay, you're gone. There you go. Uh, more to go around the corner. All brought to you by the folks at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. The luxury of a Cadillac is what you want to experience, and so to experience it, go to your Jerry Seiner Cadillac and test drive a new or used Cadillac today. Jerry Seiner Cadillac. More to go around the corner. Stay with us. 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. All right. Uh... Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. It's our show, all right? Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Unrivaled 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. It's been a show of therapy trying to get Scott. Because, uh, you know, when you get in your first car accident, which Scott had today, rear ended by uh, a lady in the snow, did you feel like you got some. Uh, did you feel like you made it to a good place now? Because, uh, like, 
before. <sighs> not really. I mean, you're going to get it down kinda, to the parking kinda, garage, you're going to see your truck again and go, gosh, I hate that. Why not? You, then you have to get it taken care of, and there's a part of you, I've never been in a wreck before. Yeah, so you broke that streak. I, I can't say that yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but you can um, still say, not one I caused, some idiot ran well, Right. I mean, you can rationalize yourself into it, but I, I just like that I'd never. Mm. Anyways. Uh, there you go. It kind of bugs me. And, I, it's getting to you. And yeah, you know what? Bit. I'm just glad you're not hurt. Okay? Last thing we want is for Unrivaled with the new sponsor. Well, I know, Rebecca. Jensen, because <laughs> no, Rebecca Crestman. Oh, she, she had someone yes, just plow into her. Absolutely. About, 60 yeah. miles an hour, like texting, right? Yeah. yeah, that's a tough one. See, that, that that's the kind of stuff that makes me absolutely mad. Uh, Scott, Magic Johnson, we wrap things up here. I've got one more final thing to bring up. Magic Johnson, uh, Laker great, legend. Yeah. Uh, you know who he is. Mm, I do. He says that no team will want to face the Lakers in the playoffs if they end up making it. LeBron said something similar over what? the weekend in Salt Lake. He did. LeBron said something very similar oh, where he's on. like, you know, I feel really good about the core of this team, and when we get to the playoffs, I mean, I would hate to run into us in the playoffs. It's like, I and and he kind of tried to pull like that they're being like the Clippers, where or the or the Golden State Warriors, where they're like, oh, the, the the regular season doesn't mean that much to us. So when we get to the playoffs, oh, then we're gonna wake up. It's like, nah, that's not the same. I don't believe it at all. Magic doesn't believe it either. Come on. When you have LeBron, there's always the potential, but I, I just think I think you establish. Some semblance of habits, um, you know. I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm totally buying that one. They certainly are trying to make the moves to do yeah, it, man. and you, you have to. I just think Magic maybe has had too many Magic mushrooms to think that's true. So, hey, uh, thoughts and prayers to the folks out in Tooele who got uh, more than two feet of snow today. Oh my goodness, twenty-seven inches right now. Wow, out in Tooele. So, congrats to you guys. You won the uh, you won the snow race. <laughs> Uh, but please be careful driving out there, everybody. All right. For Scott, I'm Alex. Uh, also, uh, Jeremy pushing the buttons across the glass here. We'll see you next time, everybody. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.